This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, October 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Facebook and its Instagram and WhatsApp platforms are back online after a massive global outage plunged the service and the businesses and people who rely on them into chaos for hours. Facebook said late Monday that the root of the cause of this outage was a faulty configuration change and that there is no evidence that user data was compromised as a result of the outage. The company apologized. That means user user data was compromised. (laughs) I also, I'm sorry to interrupt, I, I, I love the use of the word chaos. I had no idea that any of this even happened yesterday. <laughs> Speaking the truth, we, we have a conference you... call at 6 o'clock, and I brought it up. Both you didn't know I that didn't time? know either. You said oh, it. It funny. was down, and I pulled it up while we were on the phone, and sure enough, on Instagram, yeah. it said, can't refresh or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so the entire... <laughs> One person's chaos is another uh-huh. person's restful day. Yeah. I, I will say, though, I mean, people, like, uh, even just on fall activities, like, some of these businesses, some of these smaller businesses sure. use yeah. Instagram and use uh, social media as, a, like, in exchange for a website and right. are conducting business through. Oh, absolutely, sure. yeah. But in the yeah. grand scheme of things, I think it lasted seven hours, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Seven hours. Do you want to know how much Zucker uh, uh, lost? Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, yeah, Zuckerberg yeah. yeah, lost uh, seven, a, a billion per hour. Really? Oh, yeah. It, bounced, it ended up bouncing back, but yeah, the yeah. shares went way down, wow. and, and a bunch of people, I'm sure you have it, uh, went over and, and signed up with other messenger services, like millions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Millions. So, Kathy, it was, it was Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger all went down. But you're right, so many people rely on... It's weird when someone directs me to a to a, a business and it's just their Facebook. I, yeah, I know. And, I, and, I, I, know. and I, I get that that's free, but I think, man, I, I think I'd like to have full control over my own well, business website. I think a lot of times it is smaller businesses. Yeah, Once right. they reach, you know, a certain point, then they'll probably look into to getting a website. Right, but yeah. some of the smaller ones still use that. Uh, so the company apologized and said it's working to understand more about the cause, which began at 11.40 yesterday morning. Facebook was already in the throes of a separate major crisis after whistler, whistleblower Francis Hogan, a former Facebook product manager, provided the Wall Street Journal with internal documents that exposed the company's awareness of harms caused by its products and decisions. Hogan went public on CBS's 60 Minutes program Sunday and is scheduled to testify before a Senate subcommittee today. Hogan also anonymously filed complaints with federal law enforcement alleging Facebook's own research shows how it magnifies hate and misinformation and leads to increased polarization. It also showed that the company was aware that Instagram can harm teenage girls' mental health. The journal's stories called the Facebook files painted a picture of a company focused on growth and its own interests over the public's the uh, the public good. Facebook has tried to play down the impact. Uh, Nick Clegg, the company's vice president of policy and public affairs, wrote to Facebook employees in a memo Friday that social media has had a big impact on society in recent years, and Facebook is often a place where much of this debate plays out. There have been, Kathy, countless documentaries and books over the past couple of years. This is the worst kept secret in the industry on all the negative impacts of all of this that's going on. That's what cracks me up. It's like, oh, you're kidding. It it has a negative impact? (laughs) So they were down for... Unless you're Preston, thankfully. (laughs) I I don't go on Facebook really ever, so it didn't didn't occur to... Unless I'd heard the story, 
I would not have found out naturally. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it was down yesterday. Back up. They're saying that the user information wasn't compromised. So we'll see. One Drug Enforcement Administration agent was killed and two other officers were injured in a shooting on an Amtrak train that was stopped in Tucson, Arizona, authorities said. Officers boarded the train Monday morning to perform a routine check for Ill- illegal guns, money, and drugs and encountered two people on the second level of the double-decker Amtrak car. One individual was detained, but a second person revealed a handgun and opened fire. One DEA agent was killed at the scene, and another DEA agent is in critical condition after being shot in the face. A Tucson police officer who was on the platform heard the gunfire and ran onto the train, at which point he was shot, police Mm. said. That officer is in stable condition. After after exchanging rounds with police, the suspected gunman barricaded himself in a lower-level bathroom. It was later determined that the suspect uh, died, though it's not clear how he died. There were no reports of injuries of the 137 passengers and 11 crew members on board. The train was en route from Los Angeles to New Orleans and arrived in Tucson at about 7.40 a.m. After 40 drawings without a big Powerball winner, a single ticket sold in California matched ah. all six numbers drawn Monday <laughs> and was the lucky winner of the nearly $700 million jackpot prize, officials said. $700 million. The winning numbers drawn Monday night were 12, 22, 54, 66, and 69. The Powerball, 15. After nearly four months, the Powerball jackpot climbed to $699.8 million, making it the seventh largest in U.S. lottery history. No one, uh, no one has won the game's grand prize since since June 5th. The winner will be able to choose between the annuity option paid over 29 years or the cash, cash option for $496 million. Both prize options are subject to taxes. There were five $1 million winning tickets sold, two in Massachusetts and one each in Virginia, Florida, and Arizona. The jackpot drought is by design as the game's long odds of $292.2 million to one are intended to generate massive prizes that draw more players. Do you think you would be slightly disappointed if you won the million dollars? You know no. what I mean? No, if you came that, that close. close? Uh, yeah. Because to I win think... a million, I think, what is it? You need everything but the Powerball? But the Powerball, yeah. I mean. I think I would be. There's because, a difference I mean, between one million and seven hundred million. Right, yeah. right. I, I think that, and, and you'd probably, you know, beat yourself up for even being upset, but I, right. I think it's reasonable. I mean, it's certainly a million dollars would yeah. be life-changing for Completely. loads of people. Yeah, yeah. But... Seven hundred, yeah, you know, it's I mean, six hundred ninety-nine million difference. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I don't think. Lottery officials noted that despite the long wait for a winning jackpot ticket, plenty of people have won smaller prizes, including two point eight million players in Saturday's drawing alone. Those winnings range from one million to four million dollars. At this point, do you think when something's that large? Would you? Does it even matter if you take the annuity, or, or I mean, I would take the lump sum, right? I mean, what? I don't know. I've always heard, you know, yeah, if you take the lump sum and then you invest it or, or yeah. you know, put it in the bank and it starts certain interest and I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess it would depend on how old you are, right? Like, yeah, that too. I think if you're in your 20s and you win it, maybe both yeah, options. Yeah. yeah, both are, I are viable options. I spend about 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Powerball is played in 45 states plus Washington, D.C., the U.S. Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico. In sports this morning.
In Monday Night Football, the Chargers beat Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders, winning 28-14 to last night in Los Angeles. Yeah! The start of the game was delayed due to lightning strikes in the area. The game, which was supposed to kick off at 8.15, ended up kicking off at about 8.50 instead, even though the game was played in a brand-new stadium that has a roof. The panels on the sides of the stadium are open, and that, combined with the lightning in the area, posed a safety risk. The baseball playoffs begin tonight with the American League wildcard game as the New York Yankees head to Boston to face the Red Sox. It will be a matchup of all-stars as Garrett Cole will get the ball for the Yankees and Nathan Iovaldi will start for the Red Sox. The first pitch is scheduled for 8 o'clock. And Bubba Wallace became just the second black driver to win at NASCAR's top cup series level when rain stopped the playoff race at Talladega Super Speedway. Wallace drove through a crash and to the front of the field five laps before the second rain stoppage of the race. NASCAR tried to dry the track but called things off as sunset approached and the rain showing no signs of stopping. Wallace was waiting atop his pit stand and celebrated with his crew when the race was called. He is in the first season driving for a team owned by Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. And that's what I have for you this morning. Alright, thanks Kat. So we welcome you to Tuesday morning my friend. Tuesdays means ink. So uh, we have a Tattoos Day for you. A chance for you to win a Preston Steve theme tattoo. It's from our friends at Floating World at Tattoo and Piercing. They are on South Street and it's simple. You text the word tattoo to 39333 yeah. and let nature take its course because you might get randomly chosen and win a $350 gift certificate for your Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. So go ahead and do that. You can do that through the course of the morning show, and maybe you will win. We have a great program in store for you today. Uh, We have some guests that uh, I'm excited to have on the show. Tobias Forge, the man behind the band Ghost, who has sat in this very studio and is kind of a... uh, that was a bit of a coup when we got him in. Like it he was. doesn't do, or ha- at that time wasn't doing many interviews at all, sp- and and definitely not a lot of in person interviews. That's relaxed a bit. He's, yeah. yeah, he's he's, he's uh, stepping out. You know the way Kiss would have the makeup on, and then they you know right. they, yeah. they go and do interviews. I think he's doing more of that. I don't know whether, and we can ask whether that's a byproduct of the the lockdown and COVID and all that stuff, or, right. or you know, but he. He's an old style when we talk to him in the Alice Cooper yes. mode, putting on the big show, the big extravaganza, and he's he's one of the few that are doing it. Yep. But even this interview this morning has gone like it's it's sort of been all over the place. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's going to be via Zoom, and then it was Zoom and video, then it was Zoom without video. You know, because you still have this. This mysterious. You can thing. see there's about five thousand sites on now with pictures and interviews of him. I, he's really still maintaining that. Yeah, yeah. and now wow. it's now it's now no video zoom again. All right, we'll so see. we'll see what happens at nine o'clock. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. One of the things I remember specifically about our interview with him is when you ask him a question, before he answers, he pauses yeah. and he thinks very uh, for a moment about mm-hmm. what he wants to say and I was and that was in person so sometimes when you're doing zoom or telephone interview or something like that there might be a, uh, a technical connection that right. has a delay and he has like an in person delay like he will wait <laughs> yeah and then he will give you his answer right. so he's very methodical when it comes to uh you know answering questions but uh, super creative guy. Uh, we're is. playing uh, the the current song "Hunter's Moon," which has got a trippy ass video to it, as you can imagine. It's uh-huh. from the Halloween movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's in the Halloween movie soundtrack, the one that's getting released. I, I heard it, I heard it's in the movie, but not on the soundtrack. Yeah. At least that's what Sarah. Interesting. Told me, which okay, is, it's quite possible. So we'll uh, we'll talk to him about that and ask him all those questions when we yeah. get him on later. And of course, uh, he is coming to town. I believe Volbeat is going to be uh, on the bill as well. So we'll talk to him about that show uh, and. Uh, what else we have for you? Yeah, by that show is going to be February twelfth. Thank you, Casey. I couldn't find the date. <laughs> 
We also have joining us, ah, Henry Winkler, who I think wanted to be in the band Ghost. He but... did. He absolutely wanted to be Fonzie in the Ghost because he yeah. could put on his alter ego, sure, yeah. the Fonz. Uh, but he's got a book out, and it's like a fantasy uh, thing, so it's called uh, Hollywood versus the Galaxy. You know, this is like sci-fi, I guess. A, in a series of like 30 books. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's been writing kids' books with a, a co-author for the longest time, huh. and the, the books are wildly popular. Okay, nice. So we'll uh, we'll check any any opportunity to talk with Henry Winkler. We will tell yeah. you he's just the sweetest guy. So we'll have him on. Oh, and we've got lots of money to give away a thousand dollars just within our show. So two chances at five hundred bucks, eight o'clock and ten o'clock with MMR's money clips, and that's just a few of what is taking place on today's program. A few things I should say. Let's break, come back in a second, and I got a stack of entertainment stories that I would love to share with you, as well as some things to give away. In fact, the first thing we're going to give away today is a $150 Fogarty Show gift card. Wow. The stupid question, and you can gorge yourself with that. So we'll come back in a moment and do it all when we return. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, the stupid question prize is $150 Fogata Show gift card. And I'm going to try and phrase this properly. But the Tai Chi symbol is probably better known as what? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The Tai Chi symbol. I love that symbol. Is also better, is probably better known as what? 215-263-WMMR. Sure <laughs> Can Siri play? <laughs> uh, Siri, Could I don't you know. imagine she answered? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, that's simple, you idiot. <laughs> that was Casey's yeah. watch, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear that or not, but Siri chimed in, said she couldn't answer. We'll find out if you can, so give us a call. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for Still that looking answer. for that porn site. Uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> Today is Tuesday, October 5th. Uh, it is Mayor of Easttown's birthday, Kate Winslet, uh-huh. uh, celebrates her 46. I had, somebody had mentioned, we were with uh, some friends, and somebody had mentioned the movie Titanic, and my daughter said, I've never seen that movie, Whoa. and I'm like, we're going to watch it. And so we sat down for the three-hour extravaganza. It's a mofo. Yeah. I made it about halfway through, and I had to go to bed, and I'm right. like, all right, well, well, we'll continue watching it tomorrow, because I had to get up for work the next day. I get up the next day. She's like, we finished it finished last night. It, it was awesome. <laughs> so she loved it. Yeah. And it is great. And she she is excellent in that movie. You know, that's my movie where uh, it doesn't matter where it is in the movie. If it's on the TV, I'm watching it. Yeah. It's, it is a, a an achievement in, in so many ways. And her performance uh, earlier in her career, amazing. Oh, but yeah. all the stuff she's done since then. Oh, man. Uh, she is. She's proven She's herself. an actor's actor. Mo- yeah. Most definitely. And she's great in Maravie's Town. Oh, yeah. I awesome. hope they do another series. We tried like all oh, holy hell to get her on the show, when, pulling in every favor. When that filming was happening, we were doing the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. And, and we asked for her and Evan Peters and Gene Smart. And they just said, look, while they're working, they don't do interviews. We're sorry. Maybe afterwards. Afterwards never happened either. <laughs> well, listen, I know. And, and I, I, listen, it's their subtle way of saying they support starving people. Right. Yes. And, you know, we don't want to step they on that. people having I would food. Re- I would really like to know what their quote unquote working is like, because 
we work every day too. Yeah. <laughs> and we are able to find a couple of minutes from time to time to to be at place, you know what I to mean? To be accessible. Yeah. But yeah. again, I don't know. We don't live in that fast-paced world of, of movies and television. We're just radio folk. That's all. Yeah. Kate. Like case like if they're just sitting in their trailer waiting yeah. for uh you know, and apparently they sit in their trailer quite a bit. Like they could just and they eat caviar. <laughs> yeah, give us a call. Yeah, right. Yeah, they eat caviar. Eat your caviar, and your fancy you furs, your and facials, <laughs> and your manicures and pedicures. Uh, so Kate is forty six. We love her. So someday we'll speak to her. Uh, Nikki Hilton, is socialite and fashion designer, another great actress, is thirty eight <laughs> today. Oh, uh, wait. Let me let's skip over her because right. also from Mayor Town. Guy Pierce ah. celebrates a birthday as well, so he and Kate must have celebrated if they were filming on their birthdays together. Uh, he was he was great in that. He's yeah. great in a lot of stuff. He is. He's done a lot of. Well, what was it Two Brothers, the, the the Tiger movie? Did you ever see that? I never did. I heard it was great. Oh my god, it it'll is. make you cry your freaking skull out. It's yeah. it's unbelievably beautiful, and he is fantastic in it. Um, Memento, L.A. Confidential, tons of great. Iron stuff Man years. Three, Iron, Iron Man, Man Three, three. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gideon, was that his character's name? Gillian. Yeah. No, Gil- Gilligan. Gilligan. Gipper! <laughs> oh I God. can't get out of this crazy suit! Is it Gideon? Ah. Gilligan? I've forgotten. Nick's going to have to pull it up and find out. Uh, Skipper! Gillian. Gillian. Aldrich. Yeah, Gillian. Aldrich. So Aldrich. he is uh, 54 today. Fan Mars. Uh, you also have uh, Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof. Yep. Uh, Boomtown Rats. And I love course, this song. I do too. Yeah. You know, I remember at the time when it when it came out, I thought it was kind of dumb, yeah. but I, I really had gained appreciation for it, and I love hearing it. He, they did a version of this live at the Secret Policeman's Ball. Ah, yes. Uh, like a more acoustic. Uh, it's great. Uh, oh, my course, God. He created Live Aid. We're looking at a picture of him. Apparently, he now lives in a cave. Well, he's 70 years old, so he's, no, he can't he's gray all the way around. So, Bob Geldof, happy birthday to you. It's also Steve Miller's birthday today. Steve Miller has written so many damn catchy songs, it's ridiculous. He's a machine. Uh, his greatest hits is just like, you yeah. can't deny how awesome every song is on that um, on that uh, endeavor. He is 78 today, by the way. Oh. What? I didn't realize he was that old. Um, yeah, he's been around for a while, man. Uh, then you have Daniel Baldwin, uh, one of the Baldwin brothers. The, Homicide, life on the street. Yeah. Brother of Alec and Steven. He is 61 today. Um, another one of my favorites, Karen Allen has a birthday. Uh, yes, Marion from the Indiana Jones film. She has a very and had throughout her career uh, a girl next door attractiveness. Yeah. And she was the perfect one to pair with Harrison Ford. Uh, I agree. And uh, her is kind of a, as a badass. Yes. I, I loved her in that role. And she's great in Animal House. And, of course, she's in Scrooge. Starman's a good movie, too. Uh, she is 70 years old today, Karen Allen. Uh, Clive Barker's birthday. Yes. Uh, the guy who brought us Hellraiser and Candyman. And uh, a, a movie that I, well, the movie's not so great, but the story's great. Rawhead Rex. I actually uh, met him a few, time, few times. Yeah. Rawhead Rex? Yeah, it's about like a, uh, a Scottish demon that is unearthed. Okay. And uh, it's a really perverse, cool, horrifying story. Nice. He's 69 today. Uh, from the world of music. Brian Johnson, lead wow. singer of ACDC, also has a birthday today. He is 74 years old. Was there a point, at least there was for me, when I thought he's never 
going to be back in the band. It yeah. just seemed like it had completely broken, and now here he is. Yeah, I guess they were able to get him the treatment that yeah. he needed to fix his hearing problems, or at least make them, um, you know... Not an obstacle. Yeah, and he was uh, able to get back and do it again, but uh, they got to love that guy, man. He's uh, 74 today. Uh, it's also Mariel Lemieux's birthday. Ah. Four-time NHL scoring leader. Of course, uh, NHL Hall of Famer. Greatest mullet ever, <laughs> uh, at least in the NHL. No, better than Yager's mullet? Yager uh, oh, I'm, think, I'm thinking of Yager. Okay. I'm not thinking of Lemieux. I'm yeah. thinking of Lager, Yager. Sorry about that. Yes, Mario Lemieux was just a great player. Two great penguins. Well, he had a good mullet. But Yager had a bellow. You're Better right. One, Yager yeah. had a world-class mullet. I need to talk to you guys about mullets at some point. You thinking of getting one? No. <laughs> no. But I have seen more of them lately. They're back, oh, baby. Dude, they are full-on oh, yeah. back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Picking up my daughter at high school. Yep. They all wow. have Wow. Wow. Wasn't that the one you thought wouldn't come back? Yes. And it has. And here's one of the classic things. She says, one of these guys that has a mullet at school smells like barbecue sauce. Oh. Which cracked me up. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. And she's like... And that's before lunch. It's not like he's eating oh. barbecue sauce at lunch. <laughs> I talked to Angela about it, who works at a hair salon. And she's like, oh, yeah, all the kids. She said all the high school, middle school kids are coming in and getting mullets. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't. I can't. Uh, I just can't. can't <laughs> be, well, I can't beat up on that. I Because uh, you had one. Uh, oh, my God. That's one I didn't I had, have. I had a world-class one. Yeah. It, they just seem out of place. They do. So when when they were popular back then, it seemed to make more sense. But now it just it almost seems like uh, well, like it's forced, jokey. Yeah. No, I think, think it's also been sort of rediscovered or reignited or whatever. But now it's no, in a case it seems it's a jokey. mullet for a new age. It seems jokey to us because yeah. that because we're laughing about hair like that from the eighties. But think about it. Preston wasn't joking when he had no, a mullet back then, and neither is a middle serious. schooler. Wait, you know what though, but. They don't style them like I did back then. Yeah. We're looking, we're looking at a picture of me yeah. with, uh, with a mullet. And uh, you know what? It, it took w- a lot of moose to do that, man. It and wasn't even out. that much business up front. It was kind of still a little party up front, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, had a, I had a bunch yeah. up there, man. I mean, the party was raging in the back. Big there, time. Listen, it was a nice little get-together happening up front. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, what was that? What was the, the uh, Australian the, oh. hairspray I used to use? Was oh, my God, that? yes. Purple can. I used it, you know too. It smelled about? good. Yeah, it did. It wasn't jojoba, uh, was, was it? it? No, no. Was it Aussie? Aussie? It might have been Aussie. Yeah. Aussie hairspray. Yeah, give you a nice mullet. Yeah. 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 I think that was it. Okay. Uh, All right, moving on. Made from dingo blood. We'll do hairspray later. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, the actor who's been here in our studio before, Adventureland, uh, Zombieland, Social Network, speaking of uh, Facebook, which you heard a little while ago. uh, He's excellent. Uh, he is 38 today. I agree. He's pretty cool. Steve, I never saw Double Tap. Any good? The Zombieland 2? Yeah, good. Um... Not as good, simply because the first one was sort of a revelation. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, they had to tread that area again, but inventive enough, and uh, I thought, uh, fun. And then the last birthday, is it Neil deGrasse Tyson's birthday, It Nick? is indeed. Wow. Oh. We love him. 63. You'd mentioned Titanic, Preston. He was the one who called them out for not being um, celestially correct. Yeah, they had in the depiction of the night sky at the time the Titanic. Sunk. They had the constellations were in the wrong hemisphere, uh, <laughs> according to him. He pointed that out, and, and Cameron like, corrected it. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. The Tai Chi symbol is better known as what? Two one five two six three WMMR. We go to Jim. Hey, Jim. Good morning. I think it's Yin Yang, and you are hey! correct. Sir. And I agree, Steve. As you said, I've, I've always loved that sound. Yeah. And it's the balance. And uh, Jim, hang on the line because you, sir, 
You're going to Fogo to show with a $150 gift card in your pocket. And when you order at Fogo, don't forget that you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy and experience this carved tableside. Get to Fogo to discover what's next. And you can make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. All right, we're going to start with this. It is official. We touched on this as a follow-up. A Captain Kirk is going to jet off with Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin on October 12th. Wow. Uh, so that's coming up. That's that's a week from today. Yeah, that's next week. That is a quick turnaround. 90-year-old William Shatner will join a crew that includes Audrey Powers, Chris uh, Boucheisen, uh Glenn DeVries as well, and he will become the oldest person in space. And he said, I've heard about space for a long time now, and I'm taking the opportunity to see it for myself. What a miracle. It's amazing. Uh, the flight comes after Blue Origin's first human flight on July 20th. Uh, in a tweet Monday, Shatner said, so now I can say something. Yes, it's true. I'm going to be a rocket man. Uh, the journey will take 11 minutes, and it will rocket past the Kármán line, the internationally recognized boundary of space. Several other celebs have signed up to head to space, but they're going with Richard Branson and the Virgin Galactic, uh, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, although not together probably. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Russell, the first warring couple in space. <laughs> Russell Brand, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, and Ashton Kutcher have reportedly purchased $250,000 tickets to fly to the edge of space. Don't know when they're all going up, but... God. You know, I'd, I'd like to... I'd like, the Virgin Atlantic gives you a little bit more time, so mm. I'd, I'd like to... Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. How long do they were there up for? Uh, that's like, a good twenty question. minutes, twenty five yeah, minutes, like yeah, that. yeah. And then you get this. This one kind of goes up and yeah. then hangs out for just a little bit and then back down. But still, pretty cool ride. Uh, the first strike in International Association of Theatrical Stage Employees' one hundred twenty eight year history is imminent. A vote to uh, strike passed with ninety eight percent support and ninety percent turnout giving the union president the power to shut down film and TV production across the country. Uh, talks have stalled between, uh, I guess they call it IATSE, I-A-T-S-E. Yeah, and studio, it's a board game. Uh, studio, that's Yahtzee. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, over a new contract that would address long hours, wage scales, and residuals in addition to the stability of pension and health funds. So the, the you're saying that the, the uh, this would be the first time um, a strike of this order this way has occurred in how long? 128 years. 120 years, because they've had multiple writer strikes throughout the years. Yeah, but these, are, those? these are the stage employees. Right, these right, are, right. These are the people that, I think, that, that do all the, the hands-on work. The gaffers and the uh, best boys. Yeah, the, the people. The, uh, the best buys. Moving the, the props and, yeah. and all the things that need to do that. So, uh, according to the international president, the members have spoken loud and clear, he said. This is Matthew D. Loeb. He said this vote is about the quality of life as well as the health and safety of those who work in the film and television industry. Our people have basic human needs uh, like time for meal breaks, adequate sleep, and a weekend. Uh, he said for those at the bottom of the pay scale, they deserve nothing less than a living wage. Uh, several celebrities, including Seth Rogen, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Ben Stiller, have all expressed solidarity for the strikers. So that is looking like it is imminent. It's going to happen. Uh, let's see, Netflix and Howard University have established a $5.4 million scholarship in honor of Chadwick Bozeman. Oh, that's awesome. Dubbed the Chadwick A. Bozeman Memorial Scholarship. It will cover four years of tuition in Howard's College of Fine Arts, renamed for Bozeman after his death following uh, his private battle with colon cancer. Uh, the late star attended Howard, uh, earning a Bachelor of Fine Arts in 2000. 
Uh, Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick, the president of Howard University, said it is with immense pleasure and deep gratitude that we announce the creation of an endowed scholarship in honor of alumnus Chadwick Boseman, whose life and contributions to the arts continue to inspire. You know he'd be incredibly honored by that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, the Netflix CEO and chief uh, content officer, Ted Sarandos, uh, said, well, uh, Chadwick was uh, taken from us too soon. His spirit is with us always in his work and the good that he has inspired. He always spoke at his time of his time at uh, Howard and the positive way it shaped his life and career. And now we will have the opportunity to give many future super- superheroes a chance to experience the same. And we are grateful to Simone and Chadwick's whole family and our partners at Howard University for making it possible. So that's pretty cool. Ben Affleck and George Clooney are two of Hollywood's biggest stars, of course, but they have yet to co-star in a film. Well, that's been righted now, hasn't it? Not that I know of. Oh. No, Clooney has directed Affleck in a few movies, most recently The Tender Bar. Well, that's it. They both recently discussed the experience. Uh, Affleck said, we had great experience working together previously. He produced Argo with me. Referring to the drama that won Best Picture, earning Oscars for both Affleck and Clooney. He said he just has so much experience doing his thing, doing his job, and it's like such a gift. Because it cuts through the noise and gets right to the XYZ. As for whether or not uh, Affleck would ever act alongside Clooney, he said, I would love to, but he's got to hire me. He said, I mean, he's got to cast himself and hire me. Maybe that's the next step. He said he's a really smart actor. And what I really learned about George as an actor is George really understands exactly how to kind of calibrate a performance. He really understands the audience's expectations. And the truth is, he's just a really, he's just really good at this thing. Now, George nixed that idea. And he said, talking about Affleck, he said, he's a foot taller than me. And he makes me look like Mickey Rooney when I stand next to this guy. (laughs) And then I love this line. He said, plus... I think it would be too much sexy for one scream. <laughs> so because he's he's a one-time sexiest man, but not a two-time. He quickly added, referring to his own titles as people's sexiest man alive for 1997 and 2006. He said, I'm just going to say that, but yeah, it would be too much sexy, I think, for one film. Uh, so I didn't realize he was just directing this uh, current film, not mm-hmm. not in it. So interesting. Now, uh, Ben also spoke to, Devari- to Variety about reprising his role as Bruce Wayne and Batman in the Andy uh, Muschietti-directed film The Flash. He said, it was a really nice way to revisit that as the prior experience had been difficult. Uh, this was really lovely and really fun. I-, I loved hearing this, that he's enjoying the role. Uh, he had had personal issues during the making of... Uh, a little bit during Batman v Superman, and a lot more during uh, the the Justice League. So, uh, and then obviously the stuff with the, the the reshoots and all that stuff made it a lot more difficult. And so he's been candid about that. But it's cool he's ba- he's back in the cow, Preston. He also said, uh, "I had a great time," and then added, "I'm probably under some gag order that I'm not even aware that I probably just violated violated, and now I'm going to be sued." Uh, regarding the renewed romance with uh, Jennifer Lopez, he said, I'm very happy, uh, and it is a very happy time in my life, and life is good. So he's doing all right, man. I can't wait to see this Flash movie. Yes. I mean, you're going to have Michael oh. Keaton. You're going to have uh, Affleck in there. You're going to have a whole bunch of other cameos. It's it's a multiverse extravaganza. It's got the potential to be really cool. Yeah, and I like the right. director, too. He's really good. This was sad news to see this morning. Alan Kaltner. Uh, or Kaltner, Calter. Sure. is it Calter? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, Calter. Alan Calter, who was David Letterman's longtime announcer during the Late Show run, has died. Oh, man. 
man. He was 78 years old. He passed away Monday in Stanford uh, Hospital. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, I love Alan Coulter. He did really funny bits. He was a, he played a straight yeah. man, and I, I watched a bit this morning where he was pissed that he wasn't selected to be on Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> and he just started yelling at Dave and, and the audience, and he was yelling, horse crap, and yeah. F this, and F that, and it was just... He, and then he came out with his gold shirt and started dancing around the stage. <laughs> and it was just classic Alan. And Letterman and Paul were just doing deadpan. What, what is this guy doing? But it, he was just one of the best. Um, he took over as Letterman's announcer in 95 and replaced Bill Wendell and served in that role until Letterman's retirement in 2015. Mm. Along with announcing duties, he occasionally performed in comedic bits, like Nick was saying, including a, his show within a show segment called Alan Coulter's Celebrity Interview. Uh, Coulter was known by nicknames that were given to him by Letterman, Big Red, or TV's Uncle Jerry. <laughs> Along with announcing uh, the guests for each Late Show episode, he would um, end every episode with a one-liner over the World by Pants logo after the closing credits. We we have a clip of him. Oh, yeah. yeah. We do. Yeah. We do. Let's uh, definitely roll that. It's, it's ready to go. Okay. By the way, Dave, uh, congratulations on your new romance. What, what do you mean? Well, I just assumed you were dating Jerry's ass, seeing as how you've been kissing it for the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in addition to his late show gig, he's known for announcing a number of game shows. He did uh, To Tell the Truth, yeah, the $25,000 Pyramid. So he's been around. He was around for a while. As well as USA Network's USA Saturday Nightmares and Commander USA's Groovy Movies in the 80s. Do you remember that show? No. Commander USA? Uh, uh-uh. It's a guy like it was kind of like a blow. He was like a bloated superhero with the, he's smoking cigars and a mustache. And but it's a, it's a very popular show. Okay, yeah. Uh, additionally, he appeared in a small role on the short-lived NBC series Ed as Principal Roger Gable. I liked that. I thought that yeah. was a fun show. Uh, and that was produced by Worldwide Pants. So he had a tie-in to to Dave and all that stuff. Yeah, so. Those kind of guys. They're they're few and far between. The guys who are the you know announcers that kept working through the decades and did multiple shows. As did he. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. And he yeah, had like real ballsy pipes. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. he had he had such a great voice to it. And some of the guys that do it now are, have have good voices and are good announcers. But Alan's voice really had gravitas to it. Yeah. This is the guy, Captain USA here. Uh, we're looking at a video right now. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, uh, of a guy, an older guy in a uh, in a, a lame superhero suit. Okay, <laughs> you know he looks like the comedian. Uh, he does. Yeah, yeah from, he looks uh, a little Washington. bit like it with the the gray temples and a cigar. Right. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig is coming off of a record-setting opening of No Time to Die in the UK this past weekend, and about to find out how it does in the US this weekend. Uh, the film, which has earned critical raves and stars Robbie Malik. Uh, Leah Sadu and Lashana Lynch is his last role as 007. Uh, he tells E.T. of playing Bond in five films. I'm very proud of what we have done. Did you, did you enjoy your run as James Bond? Uh, he said, I am so lucky to have had this opportunity the last 16 years. Are you going back to your home planet? What happens in the future, it just feels like it is going to take 15 years to unpack all of this uh, to figure out what just happened. What? Uh, what just happened? Oh. He said sometimes it was a slog. What? Uh, a slog? Uh, you, uh, difficult. Oh, okay. okay. I thought there, does that mean something else on your world? Yeah, or is it that... means butt sex. Oh, butt oh. sex. Oh. Yikes. That's why I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Hey, whatever rocks your world, you know? He said sometimes it was a slog and it has gone like that. And then he snapped his fingers. No, you're not doing it right. Oh, really? 
Yeah, at least five or six pumps. Okay. Uh, Craig shares his that he remembers being announced as the next Bond like it was yesterday, but still finds it so impossible to put a kind of explanation on the whole experience. He said, I've changed immeasurably since I began this in my professional life and in my personal life. Uh, he said, I try to self-examine a little bit. I, it's given me a confidence that I didn't have when I started off. This confidence to sort of try and make the best of what you have and make the best movies that you can. That is all that I ever tried to do with these films. And that's what they did. They set the tone. Um, they sort of returned a lot to the uh, the Ian Fleming um, perception of Bond uh, and reeled it in a bit. And that when Casino Royale came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is the way it should be. And all of the movies have, have kept a, a consistent quality. So I'm super excited for this. It's the longest Bond ever at two hours and 46 minutes, I think. Nice. Do you need to have seen any of the other movies to... Uh... It'll probably figure in a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be a necessity. Because I, lo- I I loved Casino Royale. Yeah. And then was uh, Skyfall Quant- after that? Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. I watched part of it. Right. It didn't It didn't reel me in, and I, and I never finished it. Because right. I'm not a big Bond fan like you. I like them, and it was never a huge part of my life. I completely understand. But I loved Casino Royale. That movie from beginning to end had me... The that, whole damn time. That is well up in my top Bonds. I mean, it is a perfect Bond movie. Yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood and Garapata, uh, the company that owns the rights to his likeness, were awarded $6.1 million on Friday in a lawsuit that they had filed against a Lithuanian company that was accused of using Clint's image and likeness to make it appear as though he was endorsing their product, which are CBD uh, products. <laughs> Uh, so last year, Mr. Eastwood filed two lawsuits in federal court in Los Angeles against three CBD manufacturers and marketers whose products were featured in an online article falsely claiming that he endorsed the products, as well as 10 online retailers who he accused of manipulating search results through meta tags. When my hemorrhoids act up, I reach for Buddy's Bud Wipes. <laughs> uh, according to the first lawsuit, the online article contained a fake interview with an outlet meant to resemble the Today Show. Oh, man. And it and- included a photo of him on an actual appearance of the Today Show. I love CBD. I mean, they just... They just absolutely... Completely stole his everything. As as illegal as you can possibly do it. Wow. They, they probably should have had just a, like, a, like a picture of him with the, the, the mouth cut out a little yeah, bit. Had some, yeah, <laughs> I can tell. I'm a big proponent. Uh, the judge, R. Gary Klausner, uh, entered a default judgment after mediations. Uh, UAB, the company that uh, published a fabricated interview of Mr. Eastwood, failed to respond to a summons in March. And he and his company were awarded $6 million based on the company's unauthorized use of his name and likeness. Choose the actors, choose Jeff. Along with about... <laughs> He's doing peanut butter. Like Clint Eastwood is a peanut butter pitch. When the kids get home from school, they have a powerful hunger. That's why I break out the Jeff. Uh, so along with about $95,000 in attorney's For those not-so-fresh months. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead, make my month. Dad, can I talk to you about something? (laughs) I have a strange discharge. Oh, my God. All right, so he won uh, $6 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. How about this? Uh, Lindsay Lohan is the latest star to launch a podcast. Awesome news. Yeah, she is partnering with Red Arrow Studios, 71 on the pod, which will land this year or early next year. Uh, Lindsay is set to share her authentic voice. 
and listeners will get a chance to experience a never-before-seen side. This is the podcast the we didn't know we wanted and will never listen to. Yes, <laughs> and uh, she is set to star in a Netflix rom-com, apparently. So. She has... I think all the smoking over the years has sort of, you know, taken its toll. Mm. She's 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 aged herself. Yep. Uh, I think we have some audio to play along with this. Dave Chappelle is returning to Netflix uh, with The Closer. We had mentioned that. Right. Uh, and there is a teaser for it. Yes. And it's very funny. It's, uh, yeah, we, I think we have the whole thing. So Dave is driving in a pickup truck down a kind of like country road. Right. By himself. And it's just a shot of him in the cab. Okay. And this is what you hear. This is Dave. He tells jokes for a living. Driving down these country roads is a lot like a meditation. He's deep in thought. Back in the trance. Five specials in as many years. How do you close a body of work that profound? It's just a close-up shot of him full-time driving. I couldn't imagine the enormity of the pressure. And then... He looks as if he's about to say something. Hmm. What could he possibly have left to say? Will you shut the f*** up, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> and then they pull out a little bit, and Morgan is sitting in the truck oh, with him next to him. Oh, my God. I'm just, I was just... just. <laughs> it's all right. And Nick Murphy wants to point out there because his favorite band is the Pixies that the Pixies song is playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stan Lathan, who has directed all of his Netflix work, will also helm this one, and it bows on October fifth, awesome. <laughs> and is billed as a sixth chapter that wraps his other Emmy Award-winning specials. I wonder. Has he re-signed a deal with Netflix because that the original deal was uh, chunky? Uh-huh. Yep. We'll see. All right. Uh, I think we're ready to hit the clips Woo! this morning. Jib, jib. So the Netflix drama series On My Block has finally returned for a fourth and final season. In this clip, star Sierra Capri uh, describes her character's dynamic through her, her dynamic throughout the seasons. Uh-huh. Here we go. Anse has learned that it's okay to take time for yourself and focus on you before you can focus on someone else. So I think that's why when she goes away to boarding school, it's such a a moment because it's like, wait, like, is she going to come back? Is she going to stay there? Like, you know, so I'm excited to see what happens. I don't give a f- uh, On My Block is now streaming on Netflix. And yeah. here's your next clip. The Guilty revolves around a former police detective who handles the operator line and struggles to save a panicking caller. In this clip, star Jake Gyllenhaal explains the seriousness of this film. Playing a first responder of any kind, but also playing someone who's an emergency operator, you know, it's inevitably filled with pretty great tension and a lot of stress. I mean, obviously there are moments that are funny, but generally it's pretty much pretty much full throttle from the jump. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. Uh, the guilty is now streaming on Netflix. By the way, <laughs> it always works. All right, and there you go. That's what we have in our entertainment report for you this morning. Bunch going on in the show. Obviously, we got the money to give away. The MMR money clips continue. So hang in there for five hundred bucks twice this morning, starting at eight, and then again at ten, and then it goes on throughout the day. 
Uh, we also have on the show, from the band Ghost, the man behind it all, Tobias Forge. Right. Will be joining us around 9 o'clock. We've been playing uh, the latest single from Ghost called Hunter's Moon. And they are coming to town. The band is going to be here in February. And uh, so it's February 12th is the date of that show. So we'll talk to Tobias for a second time, which is cool. And it's either Zoom with video or Zoom without video. One of those. We don't know yet. We'll find out. And then uh, the great Henry Winkler will be on the show. And he's got a series of kids' books that he's been writing for years and years. Yes. And uh, actually, one of our uh, friends here at the station had a profound... uh, Effect or a profound effect was from that book on one of his kids. Pretty yes, cool. so we got to tell. Uh, Didn't even know that Henry about that. So Henry Winkler on around uh, close to ten a.m. We'll take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll continue our Tuesday morning together. Stay put. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 1st at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I just realized what the uh, the thunderstorm was last night. It was Zeus from Mount Olympus throwing thunderbolts down because he couldn't get on Facebook. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Very frustrating. That yeah. must have been what that was. For some people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, I that whole outage yesterday... I had no idea it happened. Steve told him we did this conference call at 6 o'clock. He's like, well, the big news is Facebook was down. I'm like, really? Yeah. Had no idea that it was uh, turmoil and chaos. Pandemonium. Pandemonium, all <laughs> yeah. those things. Uh, but apparently that took place. Marissa pulled aside some funny tweets uh, from uh, uh, businesses and organizations, and I... Some of these are over my head. I yeah. don't get it. Like, OnlyFans just uh, tweeted, hey there. And uh, Reddit tweeted hi, and I guess that's in reference to well, what's happening Facebook is Facebook all the people, all, all the people now going over and checking out. I mean, you have Facebook and Instagram off down, you know, uh, for a while, and so these other sites like Twitter. I think Twitter posted um, hello to hey, literally everyone. Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably because yeah. yeah, people are, are were probably turning to that if they were you know normally on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you know, going to Twitter then, right, because right. they were the only ones still up. Um, there's a really good one from Tampax that wrote Twitter. Guess we'll insert ourselves right here. <laughs> That's good. That's I, I, like. I have completely uh, written off Twitter. Oh yeah, me too. Not, not purposely. Just it just is too much with with all of the platforms. And Twitter yeah. was the one that I used least. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I still even, have my account. You probably yeah, do too. But it, I just oh, it lives don't there. Use it. I literally never, I don't even know where the app is on my phone. Uh Yeah, I I don't do. all the way on the last page, I'm sorry. No, no, absolutely. It's it's same, and I think it's it's sort of, I think to be plugged in in some way, I I will go on Twitter. And it's always very benign stuff for jokes. You know, uh, uh, Facebook completely off my radar. So much so that I keep. Misplacing my passwords. I don't know. I, I, they're, yeah. ju- they're just inert. I, see, and, uh, and I'll do. I, I'll check Facebook. Let's see. I I didn't know yesterday either. And normally, like I will check it. 
you know, a couple times throughout the day. If I'm sitting, I guess maybe I was running around yesterday. I didn't have time because I had no idea until our phone call last night. Um, but for whatever reason, I still will go over to Facebook as opposed to Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, it's weird because now there's a little extra examination about all of this stuff and about the the uh, the, the bad effects. Like they were talking about Instagram focused towards uh, children, you know, yeah, and that yeah, how yeah. The, 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 the possibility of that. I think there's something refreshing. I mean, just staying with one and checking it occasionally and posting on it. Uh, but there are people who are just like on all of them all of the time. And there was there was that sense of pandemonium yesterday, Preston. Yeah. If you were freaking out, feel yeah. free to give us a call. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear about that. Two one five two six three WMMR. It was nice to have that option removed for a few hours. You know, you couldn't check Instagram, you couldn't check Facebook, so you don't. And but I, I still use Twitter for like breaking news. Like it's it's not great for always getting the story right. Yeah. But that the story is happening. Twitter is pretty good at like circulating the fact that, that these things are going you around. You can vet it. You can I vet gotcha. it. And yeah. it's good advice to to vet it on your yeah. own. But it it, it will be alert. heads up. Yeah. yeah as, as an, an alert, alert, like you're like, you all right, know. something is happening, right. and then. And we're going to get a whole bunch of things that aren't exactly right. But do, do you guys use WhatsApp at all? Because I, I don't. I, I use it for um, chatting actually with some international friends. And so people use it around the world uh, as, a, as a means of texting. And that was down all day yesterday as well. I didn't right. know what WhatsApp was tied in in yeah. the Facebook universe, but I it is. I don't know if I have it. Yeah. Uh, Preston, no. you have relatives in Colombia, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's, I use it to, to chat with friends in Colombia. I've actually talked to some friends in like uh, in France and in Argentina, believe it or not. But it's um, it's free and it's just a universal app. Uh, you don't so, have it. I don't, yeah, I don't think I have it. I'm sorry. I'm looking right now. So yesterday marked the worst outage um, for the technology giant since 2008 when a bug knocked Facebook offline for about a day. Uh, yesterday's, they're saying, was more than six hours when it was down. And wait, so back in 2008 when Facebook went down, uh, the service only had 80 million users. 80 wow. million users. Wow. Look at it now. <laughs> Look at how... You know, the one thing about Facebook, I think, if Facebook has suffered the, a huge blowback. I think a lot of people are having massive issues uh, with the way they conduct, um, you know, their business. And you were pointing out earlier, Kathy, a lot of people rely on Facebook for their business. For their business, And yeah. for the Facebook Messenger. So when you take a seven-hour hit and, yeah. uh, you know, so Zuckerberg yeah. was, 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 you know, apologetic but um, yeah, especially if you're conducting current business, like current right business, now, yeah, uh, you know you've got a uh, you know you have a uh, a catering service or something like that, and you've got you've got a booking today and right. you're communicating through that, that or something like that. Then that's lost money. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I still think someday <laughs> at some point this is going to happen, and everyone is going to lose everything that they've had on Facebook and Instagram. It, like, well, it happened in a way. Our our, our friend Sarah, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, our calendar girl. Uh, she has, um, uh, you know, she has uh, had a tremendous amount of followers, and Instagram just randomly dissolved her account. But did they dissolve her account because of content? Yes. Was that it? Yeah. I mean, listen, her her content is very racy. Yeah, yeah. They just like, you know, randomly pluck her off. Do you now, know? Now, do but you, you can't know for a fact because they never let you know for a fact. Well, but that's no, okay. so know. that so maybe that happens to some people. But I just think someday it's going to go down like it did yesterday, and when it comes back up, or if it comes back, all of our stuff's going to be on everyone. Like we're going to lose everything. Yeah, I've, and some people will lose more than others. Like we'll just lose some great photos, yeah. and, and uh, mm-hmm. conversations, and 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 contacts with people. But yes, people that are running their business yeah. have a lot invested in that. Well, and their my- client list and all that stuff. The client list, all that stuff. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. And that's that's why it's a good thing to remind you. Um, when you post on social media, 
You don't own that that's stuff. True. They own it. Well, yeah. and that's so. What I was going to say is, a friend of mine uses it for uh, family photo albums. Like that's where she keeps mm. her family out. Al- and I'm like, it's going to go down one oh, day. Yeah. You're going to lose all your family pictures. Put it somewhere else. Yeah, you got to back that up on a disc and, I, and hang on to it. I am over here hyperventilating because I've said that for years. Just archive everything. Yeah. Facebook is not your archive. You do not right. own Facebook. Right. It is just a site where you're posting. It happened to all of us with my MySpace. We had photos out on MySpace, and then one day MySpace just disappeared. Hey, question. What about iCloud? Because that's where all my pictures yeah. are. Yeah. Well, do I, I own that? So, no. yes. You, I'm, you, I'm, I'm renting storage space, you're renting do I own storage the data? Space. Well, that's a good question, Preston. I, I, think, I think it's a different dynamic, but my guess is in this day and age, if it's going to break, it's going to break towards the tech giant. You know, yeah, like yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll be the one who'll be out, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you guys think about it, but like this affected our company yesterday. We do a lot of ads and such on Facebook and Instagram. So, you do? yeah. Oh, so a whole department of ours. <laughs> right Listen, across the I just thought we just did radio. <laughs> I want to go to Preston's world because it's a lot better. Yeah, that's. I, I, I would love that. And I have a whole bunch of friends that are brand managers, and they handle like five or ten Instagram accounts for different restaurants and businesses, and they had whole digital plans yesterday that, you know, send this out at 9 o'clock, send this out at 2 p.m. She's right. Cause and that, all that all, stuff, and their whole days were blown up. That, there's, that's a meticulous thing that, that now Marissa's a, a whiz at, uh, on this stuff, and we'll go and ask her for advice. Mm-hmm. But those little things like scheduled, you know, advertisements to pop mm-hmm. up, s- scheduled a tweet, there's all this stuff that's set in motion that uh, that gets lost when these things go down. You have a title in our digital department, don't you? I do. I am assistant digital program director. Yeah. Okay. With so Sarah Parker. She's a uh, she's one of the big wigs. She's in, real deal. In that and world, I think so. the digital some Bill likes to call me what the digital producer of this show. Yeah, that, and yes, I would agree. Would have no digital. <laughs> oh, I have zero digital yeah. presence. I'm still trying to get on MySpace. Well, uh, it's a revenue generator. I mean, yeah. it's a revenue generator for this company. It's a revenue generator for many companies, and so because of that, the positions like Marissa's are required, and she's great at it. But it helps bring in money to to our company. Thank God, because I, I got in this business to crack this microphone. <laughs> I know, and and that's what it's I do. Changed. And and it has. Yeah, it's it's and not I, just. I, I wouldn't space. be. I wouldn't be able to wear that hat as well. No, it's, it's not a space that. I live in. Yeah, and I learned how to figure out all the great things that you guys do and how to send it out to people who may have missed it in the morning. There we go. That? Catch how it later. That? So there we go. All right, let me let me take some calls. I'm going to go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Hi, good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Sean? So yesterday I uh, was on Messenger, which is connected through Facebook, mm-hmm. and I messaged someone to buy something on Marketplace. There's always good deals on Marketplace. So I found something that I wanted to buy, a message to the person, and I ended up driving about an hour away from my house, and I get to the apartment complex where I was going to meet the person in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and I went to message them, and Messenger was down. Okay, so, so you needed you needed that next point of communication to make yeah. the deal, to buy your drugs or whatever it is you're <laughs> getting. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and, uh, and, and therefore... You were out. You had you had no way. So when ended up happening? Did you just kind of hang around and wait to see if they showed up? So I beeped my horn for a little while. <laughs> oh, my no. God. You went from so- social networking to a horn. Steve, he's, he's now using Morse code. Yeah, yeah. We've, gone, we've, we've stepped back like five steps in communication. <laughs> hey! So. Yeah, I would have been yelling the person's name in the parking lot. Hey! <laughs> All right. So how'd the horn work out for you, John? 
so no no one came out and then this guy this guy came out of the building and i asked him if he knew this person's name he said he didn't know him so i'm like all right so i've been waiting here for like a half hour already may, may i may I jump in here sean so so you were your business with this person has been conducted on facebook messenger at any point yeah. did you ever get this person's number so that you could just actually call them I did not. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's what a lot of people do. And you wouldn't need you to. Yeah, no, you don't need you don't to. Want them. I've it's got a stranger having yeah. a phone number. Correct. Right. Yeah, I get it. So you're sitting so, there. How long did you have to wait? So I waited about a half hour. A guy came out, and then um, I asked him if he knew the person's name. He didn't know him, but he pointed me to this, uh, I guess you could say, like an information desk or building, like a directory or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up talking to a lady at, uh, at the desk, and told her the guy's name and she called him on the phone and she was like does this sound familiar there's somebody waiting for you you know to pick something up through uh facebook mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah that's that's the guy i was supposed to meet so he actually came out okay and I, I got to meet him so did he, did he did he in hindsight realize that you were the one honking the horn in the parking lot no, I don't even think he heard it. I would have been out uh, sooner there's some jag off hitting his horn <laughs> but did he ever <sighs> here sean let me hear your horn just so we know what it sounds like <laughs> I would have heard that. It's yeah. yeah. a right? horn. It's yeah. a loud yeah. horn. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thanks a lot, man. I love the inconvenience there. I love that regression yeah. from <laughs> super ultra high tech social media, a global communication system to your car horn. <laughs> he's, he's honking out SOS. Oh my god, that's, that's so right. funny. Uh, let me go to Kelly. Hi there, Kelly. You're on the air. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Hi. Kelly. What's up? Um, I was calling because my entire uh, family, coworkers, I work in an operating room, everybody makes fun of me because I have an iPhone 8. <laughs> okay. But I don't want to get rid of the home button. Ah, uh, <laughs> yesterday. So, yeah, I, I used to think that way too. And <laughs> yeah, then I got the other phone. I'm like, oh, and this I have is much to wear easier. A mask all day because I work in an operating room. I don't want to have whatever. Anyway. Okay. Yesterday, when WhatsApp went down, yeah. I thought, oh, God, it's finally happened. <laughs> I have to get a new phone. The death bell. <laughs> and I texted my husband. I was like, we got to make an appointment with AT&T. Like, it's, <laughs> it's happened. And we made this whole plan. And then last night, I got back on, and I was like, no, it's actually just the whole system failed. I was very excited about it. Is it but stop and think about this, <laughs> Kelly. You're, you're excited because the whole system you rely on went down. Like, oh, this yeah. is awesome. So you it, wasn't that, yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Husband. That's great. That's very funny. Hang on to that thing tooth and nail, but Kelly. She, she makes a good yes, point. I will. Thank yeah, you. People in the, you know, the, with the mask on lately and everything, how, how many times initially when you're putting your mask on and you're walking around with it and you held the phone up and you're like, what's uh, with this goddamn thing? Uh, it doesn't recognize oh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. the code. Uh, let me go to Rachel. Hi there, Rachel. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Rachel. All right, so it says here you work in the digital world, correct? Correct. So I, I, I'm part. I'm on the board for a really big nonprofit here in the city. Shout out to the Superhero Project. But oh. I also run the digital platform for like three or four other different companies. So oh. I have seven pages of uh, on my Facebook app. And I, like Kathy had said, I had stuff scheduled yesterday. Like I had to put out. I had content, and so. It really did make me rethink about, okay, going over to the website, got to update the website more because 
no one was getting the content that we wanted to deliver. Let, let me ask you, Rachel. So, and and recently with um, the, the 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 piracy and, and locking companies out of their own websites and stuff like that, do you think these things in tandem, given what you do for a living, are going to make people look for ways to have uh, more comprehensive backups, other portals through to to get their their messages out? Because this this you know, in a small taste crippled a lot of people correct I, I think it's always good i mean i was a web i'm a website designer by uh, trade to begin with it's what i went to school for and it, i think it's kind of like a brick and mortar store kind of thing like everyone goes to facebook because it's free i think everyone needs a website you need to have that there i mean obviously the internet can go down but like when an app goes down and your whole business is built on that you got to re- re- rethink that. You so know, the, you have to rethink. And if I may jump go, in and, here, Rachel, there there are a yeah. number of companies that basically offer your own web building, like very simple web building tools, right? Website yeah. building tools. And uh, so to, to get a website up and maintain it, I mean, so from where you're you coming from, money. how much yeah, money is it? I mean, I, I design um, like WordPress sites at anywhere between five hundred to three thousand dollars. There are people who spend ten thousand dollars on their website. Right. I just think like if you're going to have a website, you gotta. You, or, I'm sorry, you're going to have a business or even a, a successful nonprofit. You need you need to invest in it. You know, right. you can't just say, "Oh, I'm going to have a Facebook page," and then and then you have to deal with those repercussions. And I wanted to I wanted to say one more thing. You were talking about iCloud and owning storage and like having an archive for yes. your for your photos. I have been the photo girl my entire life. You know, I was the girl with the power shoot, point shoot in college. You know, I have I have hundreds of thousands of pictures of all my families and friends. I actually did a lot of research on this because, um, no, you don't own iCloud, Shutterfly, all those. If something happens to you, it's like if you pass away, um, those companies technically do not have to relinquish that information to your to your family members. Wow. So I found. I found a company, um, it's called forever.com. Um, you're actually, you pay for storage. So you're buying the storage of it. And that's where you can keep all your, your, your photos, your videos. Um, they do um, tape and uh, if you have old VHSs, they do digital conversion for you. And you can actually set up um, people then to, so if I pass away, my brother, my sister, and my husband have access to my account. Okay. So Interesting. So when, when yep, you're scrolling yep. through something like uh, terms and conditions and then or updates or whatever, and then you just hit the OK button agree. automatically, yeah. agree, uh, you're you're basically agreeing to um, allow those companies to own your content. Is that is that right? Pretty much. Yeah, they own they own the storage. I mean, you're kind of renting it. Right. You know, yeah. so in, in the end, you don't you don't own that. So that's why I said it's it's, it's literally forever dot com. There's a, a consultant that I use in the area here. It's kind of I always I call it Shutterfly on steroids. All right. It's well, exactly, it, you can. And you can set up your phone to automatically do digital backups and stuff like that. Um, well, you, know, for, so for, you don't even have to. For most people, yeah. yeah I mean, and, and I, I hear where you're coming from. On the other side of the coin, as the earlier part of the conversation was addressing, Facebook is so simple and quick. That's why people default to Correct. it. But if you spend a little bit more time, you can do something that would not be subject to the uh, situation that occurred yesterday. Correct. Correct. Yeah, right. I do. I do. Okay. Square, I, I design full blown sites for people on using WordPress, but I I help people with Wix, Wix.com, with Squarespace. I help people with those. I mean, they're template based 
sites that are, you know, like I said, it's kind of like the brick and mortar of the digital world. Yeah, Robin Lee, who's on here and, and does all, all sorts of, uh, she, you know, she has, she'll jump in and, and take over an air shift here and there and, and does internet uh, and social media stuff for the uh, for the multiple stations. She actually helped my wife set up her um, Max Fund website and, and having it, it's a comforting thing because we're not, all the information won't get lost if something goes down. Right. Correct. Right. Uh, yep, absolutely. Hey, Ra- it's Rachel from 6ABC. Love you guys. All right, <laughs> thank you. See you, Rachel, from 6ABC. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's fantastic. And, Excellent. Um, she, yeah, she's very good at what she does, too. So, bye, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Yeah. So, bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye Jenny. Bye. Uh, I think a good business model would be to... Um, so, you, you set up a, an outlet, and you give said outlet your... Facebook handle and your Facebook uh, passwords, and they will then print out all of your pictures for you on, on Facebook, so you don't have to do that. that I th- that's com- I bet you that's coming next, right? Print out all your photos. Yeah. Why not? Why not? If you can upload them, or like upload on, them. Yeah. Yeah. onto a, a hard drive. Uh, yeah, well, you can do that as well, yeah. but I want them printed out. So for my business model, uh, I want them printed out because okay. you know that like thousands make... and thousands and thousands of pictures. Yeah, but, but that I, something like that, whether it's print out or put somewhere else that you're going to own. Yeah, if it doesn't already exist, it's coming next because there's that company Legacy Box where you yep. send your old VHS and whatever other formats of uh, video that you have, and they'll give it back they'll to you. archive it Did, for you yeah they'll yeah. archive it and give it to you digitally marissa it exists yeah yeah you can find sites that will back up uh, everything and they'll also print out your photos and okay. put them on like canvases and things like, like that what, so you can do you have a out. site that does it um i mean i think you can put your like handles into like shutterstock and shutterfly or whatever those are well she just said um, shutterfly is like you don't own that Sure, but my head's will, reeling now. They will print. <laughs> well, no, Jesus. because I, I, I do. I yeah. have backups of of everything, but I would love for it to all be in one place. I like that. I like that you that you have the the final say on ownership, and you don't if it's on regular social media. I want to go back to the uh, the issues that happened yesterday, and I have uh, Ryan uh, who is on the line. Ryan, good morning. Hey, Ryan, morning. you're on the air, buddy. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? What's going on? Uh... <laughs> Shout out to Tenary Roll-Off Container Service. My job. Word to your mother and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yesterday, I, I was off. I took my kids to a doctor's appointment. And since I was off for the day, I booked a job that I've been putting off at this paintball place down in uh, on I and Erie. Uh-huh. I've been doing a mural on the inside of it. Oh, okay. So I sat there for two and a half hours trying to get a hold of somebody and all the internet kept saying is sorry trouble with speed all right sorry, so what what, were you, what were, app were you using to try to contact somebody with uh instagram the dm yeah okay man the internet yeah and it's it, it's kind of odd and funny i mean steve you're a bright guy I would like to think so, but i'm wrong you make dudes feel dumb when you talk sometimes <laughs> um, Literally, Jackie this morning was talking, and her first story was talking about how Facebook had a crash and Instagram had a crash with Mark Zuckerberg, is the owner of. Yes. And, and her follow-up story after that is how there was a whistleblower the night before. Yeah. And people ain't questioning, like, 
No, no, there's plenty of people. Oh, there's tons of questions. There's there's conspiracy theories left and right. They just wanted to wait until you chimed in, Ryan. They wanted to make sure. No. Uh, Yeah, no, listen, besides all that, and there's there's more than enough conspiracy theories and, and actual stuff that's going around, but at least for this, on an actual thing, you lost business because of what happened yesterday. Correct. Oh yeah, I didn't get a I didn't get a message back till like six thirty at night. And uh, you can't. It, it, we're relying on the stuff so much, or you take a big hit if you don't have it. I want I wanted to address thanks, the the thing of the of the marketplace. Kathy, are you on that at all? The Facebook, yeah, a, a lot. Uh, not a lot, but I will sell stuff on there. Yeah. Okay, and it's it's incredibly active, is it not? Yeah, it's oh, it's very. Yeah. Active. I mean, it's mm. kind of like the. Uh, Safer, if you can say right. um, Craigslist. Craigslist, right. yeah. And like, I'll, I more often use the yard sale sites where it's like you're on a site where it's only women in you know a certain radius of uh, you know of the town or your home or, or whatever it is. But if sometimes if I if it's a bigger item, a decent price, and I can't sell it on those face on the yard sale sites, then I'll go mm. to marketplace and post it there. Okay. Uh, real quick, I'm going to go back to the Ed's been on hold for a while. He wanted to talk about the iCloud and ownership. Uh, hi, Ed. Good morning. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. What's up, buddy? So uh, I think it was Rachel, maybe. I think she was a little inaccurate. So Apple does not own your data through iCloud. Um, They're merely just a data center that are kind of holding the data for you. Um, And the other thing, too, about, like, all these companies, they all have, like, these... these, Are you uh, you stuff? You can't say that on the radio. (laughs) I apologize. I apologize. When some stuff stuff goes down. Mm -hmm. When poopy hits the fan. Yeah, poopy. um, (laughs) Uh, they they all have these backups, right? So what's really interesting is that they have data centers all across the country. IBM has them, Amazon has them, um, and these data centers back up whatever on the website, whatever is in the iCloud, and then all at the end of the day, all the data centers are backed up onto external disks. So when you think about it, our entire society is being held up by floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild. It's wild. I, I actually saw Ed a uh, a special on uh, on the 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 um, cloud farms, the, the the huge server farms mm-hmm. that are in the middle of nowhere, where they'll find just acres and acres of super cheap land and set down like the Amazon uh, <laughs> server farms are enormous, and it's it's a little Skynetish, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and they don't own your data. All they do is they give you specific size. So, like, with Apple, you have the three different plans. Apple Web Service or Amazon Web Services, you have different plans on. They give you the data or the availability of the space, but they don't own the data within there. Now, they can move that space from server to server. They can do whatever they want to as long as they don't hurt the integrity of the data. Okay. Um, but they don't actually have ownership on it. Now, in terms of who it goes to, if you die on your next weekend, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure about that. But All right. you know that probably, yeah, probably have to get lawyers involved in something like that. All right, Ed, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, this goes back to, and I know it's it's fiction, but um, and it's completely different from the movie, but in Ready Player One, in the book, they go into very great detail on how the entire world's business is handled through this thing called the Oasis. Right. Uh, the simulation system, but all the, the currency... Uh, and and all that is transacted through this, and education, and all these other things, military, uh, and it's I can't help but believe that a lot of it heads in that direction in real life. And you know? there's going to be problems. Yeah. And I want to tell everyone, and please listen to me, what I've learned from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yes, Battlestar Galactica was not on the network. No. And listen to me. When the Cylons came back. Yes. 
Because because they were analog. They could not infiltrate the Galactica. That's right. Right? Save the universe. Come on. I'm always amazed at how uh, how new this tech still is. I mean, it's really only 15 years for social media. Yeah, it and, and MySpace was what uh, 2005, 2006, and, and you know, all it's insane. The, the leaps and bounds that have made yeah. we made in the last decade. The amount of business that's been ported over, and we're still in the infancy of all of it. It's you like it's like the space program from Kitty Hawk totally. to, to the moon. Yeah, I mean, it happened Look at in that. a flash on a on, on a timeline. It's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have. Again, everything you say, oh, I don't know, should we be doing that? And before you know that, there's a robotic dog making love to your wife. (laughs) (laughs) You know, oh, my God. Maybe we should have tapped the brakes on this. What was that other social media platform that, like, for, like, a hot minute, they were like, it's the next. And we all jumped. No, it began with a V. And we all jumped on it. We were like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're, we're going to be on top of this. Oh, no, and then right. it went it. nowhere. I, uh, yeah, I Remember finally what? deleted that app, but it was like, this is going to be the next big the one. The next one. And Vero. Like, what is it? Was it Vero? I'd yeah, say, that's, that's not right. But, <clears throat> man, you just never know. Uh, but <laughs> Remember the, Chat Roulette? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chat Roulette was kind of fun. <laughs> that was fun. It was Because we, we did it. We would time how long before we saw Wang. Yeah. Yes. And it was about a, uh, a minute. It was oh. like three clicks. <laughs> it was hilarious, man. But if you get if you get lucky and you make the right investment in one of those emerging tech things, my God, you're just you're writing yeah. your own check, mm-hmm. man. And the, the good the thing is that almost always after you make that huge money and you st- own that huge information-sucking company, you just want to do right by people. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all you want to do. Help humanity. Yep. But it's a gamble, man. All right, well, anyhow, hopefully it didn't affect you uh, too much. And we got a, n- a lot of calls like freeprints.com. <laughs> Thank you, Dave says. We'll print your photos, Casey. Okay. Uh, there's a ton of them up here. Uh, somebody says, wait a minute, let me go to this call first. Uh, I'm going to go to Steph. Hi, Steph, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Preston. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Steph? Um, I work at Whole Foods, and I've seen you at Whole Foods before, but oh. I think I saw Kathy yesterday, but I wasn't sure because I couldn't check Instagram because it was down. <laughs> yes. You were trying to verify <laughs> through pictures. All right, I can get. I can ask you a couple of questions. Was she yeah. wearing a tube top and platform oh, heels? stop it. No, she was not. Oh, okay. that was me because that's that was... what I had on yesterday at work. That's why Steve's saying oh it. Steph, it was me. I was at Whole Foods yesterday oh. with my son. You're okay, hilarious. So I helped you with your Amazon code, but I was like, oh, my God, that's got to be Kathy, Kathy Romano. And everyone at work is like, you're such a creep, you're such a creep. And I was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Wait, were you, were, you were the one that was like, this idiot's waiting in the wrong line to make her Amazon return. Was that you? That was not me, but I, I stoked you out. I was on register, and I saw you. Oh, you were on the register. Okay. Because oh they changed where you make the Amazon returns, and so, like a dum-dum, I was standing in the old line with the big sign plastered right there that says, we don't do Amazon returns here anymore. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and no. I'm waiting. Uh, <laughs> well, Steph, you can, now, you can now go back to those people who scoffed at you and tell them they were wrong. Yeah. Right, right. All right. Love you, Steph. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. I always get a little nervous, like, when people see me at stores like that because Jace was with me, and it was after school, and so he's tired. It's, like, a little chaotic, and, like, I'm just trying to, like, get what I need really quick, and he's antsy to get home, so he's talking to me, and, can I get this? Can I do... What are we going to do when we get home? Do you think I can play video games? And, like, you can't concentrate. All I need is, like, three things, and it takes me two hours. Do you unleash? (laughs) Shut up! No, 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 no. I don't mean... I just mean, like, it's very... I'm just like, okay, come on. Hold on. Wait. I need care. I need cabbage. Like it's just it's just chaotic. <laughs> well, listen. We're, 
you're not supposed to put on a presentation at Whole Foods, you know? <laughs> no. All right. Well, anyhow, thank you for your calls. We do appreciate it. We need to take a break because we want to uh, keep it close. Uh, We're going to have your chance to win 500 bucks. And if for some reason the internet does not work for you, <laughs> you can use a thing called a telephone to text in and win, possibly. Uh, but you can also use the MMR app and go to WMMR.com. Right. So there are many options, and that is with MMR's Money Clip. So we will take a break, come back. Have that for you, as well as the stupid question. And don't forget, not the stupid question. We're going to have the bizarre file. <laughs> we already did the stupid question. But Henry Winkler is going to be on the show. Tobias Forge of Ghost will be on the program. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You want stories? We got your stories. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Brought to you this morning by the fine folks at Revivalist Spirits, voted USA Today's top craft gin distillery. And they offer online ordering and delivery of gin, vodka, bourbon, and pre-made cocktails to all Pennsylvania residents. Just use the promo code PRESTON if you'd like to get 10% off of your purchase. RevivalistSpirits.com. And we'll start with a story about some spirits. This is pretty messed up, man. Four people uh, died in Calabria, Italy from carbon dioxide inhalation on Saturday after they tried to save one another from the fumes given off by their homemade wine. Whoa. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. I'd never heard of anything like this. Two brothers, Giacomo and Valerio Scafano, 70 and 50 years old, and father and son Santino and Massimo uh, Carnaval, uh, 70 and 45 years old, died from inhaling the gases produced by a vat of fermenting grapes in the cellar of their home. This is the way Kathy wants to go out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, police say the family had gathered to stir the wine and transfer some of the homemade alcohol into a set of oak barrels. Uh, Valerio Scafano had been making the wine at home while under house arrest for the crime of stalking, by the way, according mm-hmm. to police. Uh, it is unknown which member of the family was first to enter the cellar but all four of the men were found dead underground by emergency services. A 36-year-old woman thought to be the daughter-in-law of one of the men was responsible for raising the alarm before she, too, fell unconscious from the fumes. Uh, she was resuscitated at the scene by firefighters and subsequently transported to hospital, the hospital uh, where she made a recovery. Now, fermentation, of course, is the process that turns the grape juice into wine. Over time, yeast will consume the grapes, uh, natural sugars, 
and then produces alcohol. But along with that, a byproduct is a considerable amount of carbon dioxide. If you've ever been to a brewery, yes. when they're brewing beer, they, all this carbon dioxide is bubbling out and you need to have a well-ventilated area. The carbon dioxide fumes sink to the bottom of the confined spaces. It's heavier than, uh, than right, the air. Right. And can be extremely dangerous as they are colorless and odorless. Meaning inexperienced winemakers, particularly those who make their own homemade wine, can easily be caught. So they had nowhere near the ventilation they needed where they were. And they had no idea it was happening because they couldn't tell that it was, it was just all of a sudden you start getting dizzy. Yeah. And then, you know, if it's, you try it's to too start late. making your way up the stairs, you're gone, man. God, so man. that's pretty wild. All right. Proof that dinosaurs still roam the earth. There's video of an alligator... It must be the size of a pickup truck eating a smaller alligator, which itself is kind of big. I saw the clips of this video. Uh, it was posted by a guy from Horry County, South Carolina. A lot of whores there. Who says his pops filmed this from their backyard in the swampy low country. The clip picks up with a smaller gator already well inside the larger one's mouth, looking quite dead and getting munched on in slow, eerie fashion. The massive beast takes a couple of chomps at it. Before his meal is making its way down his gullet and it quickly disappears. He swallows the whole thing. Now, the weirdest thing is that the little gator yeah. is supposedly six feet six long. Six feet long. Oh. Yeah, I saw so Preston. What? We're looking and I at the video, you look you, you you're looking for something to compare the size of the larger gator to, but even without that, you're looking at a enormous head. Yes. Uh, I mean, so, look, that, that is as prehistoric looking as you can get. Yeah, they're saying, according to the Twitter poster, he said that the, the little gator was about six feet long. So this um, thing's got to be like 15, 15 feet? Yeah, and that, that that's happened. You've definitely seen him that big before. Uh, so uh, I don't know exactly. I don't know if they've <gasps> tracked down this gator or even if they need to because he's just doing. But it's cannibalism. He's what? eating and his that, own That's what brain. kills me. I mean, there are human cannibals, but there's something about nature I'm going to eat this ex- my exact yeah. species next to me. Yeah, it's pretty wild. No. All right, uh, this is a much lighter story, an interesting though one. A 40-year-old Honda motorcycle with zero mileage on it has been rediscovered and is up for auction after the disapproving father of its first teen owner had banned him from riding it and locked it away in a storage bin for decades. So it's in mint condition. I mean, not, nothing. It's never run. Never been run. Wow. Uh, this is somewhere in England. So the 1981 Honda CB100N was bought brand new by the youngster in his youth while he lived with his parents. However, his boyhood fantasy of riding a motorcycle never materialized because his strict father banned him from riding it. Instead, the machine was left to language in a in storage for the next four decades. After his father died, um, the unnamed owner, who is now in his 50s, was tasked with cleaning out his house and stumbled upon this old but immaculate bike. He agreed to sell the time capsule Honda to a neighbor uh, named Graham Tozer, who has now put it up for sale at auction. Oh, it's got to be worth a lot, right? The odometer displays the exact mileage of a mere four-tenths of a mile. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Tozer said uh, he was born uh, in the house and spent all of his life there. When he was a youngster, he really wanted his own motorcycle, but when he bought brought it home, his dad wouldn't let him ride it. Like, he saved up for this to buy it, but his father said, you're not going on that. You can stick it in the shed. And apparently his dad was really strict. He was ex-military, and he was the boss of the house, and it just sat there for all this time. First motorcycle I ever rode was a Honda. Nice. You know what, Steve? Oddly enough, uh, the sale of the estimate is, uh, the estimate of the sale is only like $4,000. <laughs> 
which I find surprising. And you look at the bike, and yeah. it looks old. It's it, of a real old design. It's a it's a cool design. But it's, cool it's a design that's meant for burning your legs on the exhaust pipe. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Uh, but that sucks that his dad never let him ride it, man. Bastard. All right, one last story. Uh, nobody's going to forget this newlywed uh, married couple's first dance. A videographer in the U.K. was filming the dance recently when a man's voice can be heard over the speaker saying... Uh, Spencer's ass looks so fat right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, a microphone left on a table picked up the comment. Uh, in the video uh, clip, laughter can be heard. Uh, the TikTok user who uploaded the clip captioned it, what happens when you leave the mic at the head table with the best man during your first dance? Oh my Spencer's God. ass is incredibly fat. And the bride's mother looks like such a slut. Uh, the video quickly went viral of the incident. Oh, no. uh, people who are unaware of whether the wireless mics are transmitting. <laughs> it's the best. And those stories are great. All right, and there you go. Your bizarre file for this morning. All right, let's take a break. You know what? Um, case, do I have? Oh, well, first let me tell you, we, we got uh, about five minutes left for you to enter the word VIEW, V-I-E-W, uh, for the MMR Money Clip giveaway. So get on that. Uh, but we have these movie screening passes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for next week. Uh, and this is a screening of Halloween Kills. Oh. And it is going to be, it's a week from today, actually, at the UA King of Prussia. It'll be at 7 o'clock. Um, then it opens October 15th. So I will take callers uh, 7 and 8 at 215-263-WMMR. And speaking of Halloween Kills, uh, the band Ghost is going to have a song in the movie. And I think it's Hunter's Moon. It is Hunter's Moon. The one that we're playing. Yes. And we're going to have Tobias Forge, the man that is Ghost, on the show later on today around 9 o'clock. So he will be joining us. We'll take a break and come back in a second. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, this is Elizabeth and Jason. And together we own Stretch Lab Collegeville on the corner of Main Street and 29 in the Collegeville Shopping Center. We opened our doors in September, so it's been quite a ride. We're here to help you stand taller, run faster, and bend easier. Our stretches are hands-on, mask-on, following CDC guidelines. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and StretchLab.com. And mention Preston and Steve with any stretch and get a free gift. Try us out. You'll leave feeling better than when you walked in. Next message. Good welcome to all. This is Reverend Brian from Commitments by Brian, based in Hatboro, Bucks County. COVID-19 has changed many things, but it cannot change love. And when you're ready, it would be my pleasure to officiate your special day. From ceremony writing and planning to vow renewals, no matter what your style, denomination, or venue together, we can create that special ceremony that is unique to you both. You can contact me at commitmentsbybrian at yahoo.com or by calling 267-387-6459. Thank you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I think I'm going to do something here because we have... uh... An interview coming up in a few minutes. We're going to be talking to Tobias Forge. I'm trying to figure out what we need to do time-wise well, here. When is when is uh, he scheduled for? He's at nine, but we need to we need to do this segment break and then come back with him at right. nine o'clock, which means we have just a little bit of time to play with here. Uh, let me do a couple of shout outs. Right All right, here. let's do it. Uh, this one says, uh, "Hey, I know that it won't happen today, as is this is obviously a late notice, but today is my son's fifteenth birthday." His name is Luke, and I was wondering if we could have a shout-out sometime this week from his dad, and that is from Chris 
Ooh, uh, Dysonbrook? Yeah. Brock? Yeah. Right. So here's a shout out. Happy birthday to you, uh, Luke. And this one says, hey, my name is Jeff. I wanted to give a shout out uh, to my wife because she definitely deserves it. My wife is an event coordinator for Jamie Hollander, which is based out of New Hope last year around Thanksgiving. She was diagnosed with uh, stage 1B breast cancer. Uh, so on top of the stresses of... Uh, the surgeries and medications that uh, she has had to take. She also has to deal with food orders being messed up, making sure the venues are perfectly set up and having to deal with brides and sometimes her parents all while having a beautiful smile on her face. Please, if you could, give her a shout out. Thanks, Preston and Steve, you guys rock. That is from Jeff Nichols. So, to his wife, uh, whose name we do not know, but you know who you are. Uh-huh. And uh, let's see. Two butt plugs. May I have two butt plugs, please? And a side of curly fries. Uh, this is, I'm hoping to get a uh, plug for the rescue I foster for PA Pit Stop, located in the greater Reading area. We've been working very hard for our first Paw Fest, which is this Sunday uh, from noon to five at the Reading uh, Lighter Crans, uh, which is located in Reading. It's on uh, 143. It says Spook Lane in Reading, PA. Uh, we currently transport puppies and dogs mostly from southern Texas right here to PA. And for most of this is a life-saving 40... For most of us, this is a life-saving 40-hour trip up north. Or That's for wonderful. Them. Yeah. Uh, we work to get as many dogs off the streets and into loving homes. And that is from Samantha from Shillington. Uh, so there's a butt plug there. <laughs> and then another one, I thought this was kind of fun. Uh, this is from uh, Samantha Dupay. Uh, she says, I'm contacting you all to tell you about my family's haunted attraction that will benefit your Camp Out for Hunger event oh, sweet. a little early. Uh, my mother and stepfather have worked for a local haunted attraction for many years, scaring folks and having the time of their lives. Uh, we are that horror-loving family through and through. My family has an amazing idea for this year's haunted attraction at my mom's home in Havertown, uh, which is let's do our own haunted walkthrough for our favorites, Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. That's my great. mom, stepdad, myself, all my siblings, and a few family members are the actors. Uh, the theme is Welcome to Our Nightmare. This is someone's nightmare that guests are walking through scene by scene. And she she spelled out all the scenes, and I'm not going to read them here because no. you want to be surprised by those if you go to them. Uh, but she just said, canned good or non-perishable food item for the Camp Out for Hunger is the admission. I love that. So I don't think they're going to run for any prizes or anything. They just wanted to throw that out there. So she asked if she could get a, a uh, sign for the front lawn and maybe a shout-out on the air. Well, you can get the signs and things like that at WMMR.com. Yes. So, uh, Samantha, I'm going to put that on you. Uh, you go to WMMR.com and you can do the uh, type in the search bar, you know, uh, Camp Out for Hunger, and then you'll find the whole package of uh, what you need to get your own food drive started. By the way, they're located at 209 Maryland Avenue in Havertown. They're going to run this every Sunday for the rest of October. That's great. So it's just a it's just a, a, a private home. Yeah. And you can go by and do a little uh, fun little family haunted house. Do they want a shart or are they... Uh, we'll do a shart. All right. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a butt plug, but we'll do that. So 6 to 9 p.m. every Sunday in October. It's 209 Maryland Avenue in Havertown, PA. When I was in high school, uh, I was part of the CYO. It's a Catholic youth organization yeah. for my, my parish. And we did a haunted house every year. Right. And it started when I was in high school. So we would spend weeks building this thing. First, it was in the church basement, but then that church burned down. So then we ended up putting it in the school gym. And we had so much fun doing it. First of all, it was just, you know, it was building it and, right, right. and being a part of that whole thing. And then 
when it got to like Showtime, like being an actor, and there's like I absolutely loved doing that. Yeah, and, yeah. And did I tell you about the time when? Uh, <laughs> Take a walk down memory lane. Well, so I I pop out of this thing, uh, and to scare people. And when I pop out, I see the girl that I'm dating is actually holding hands with another guy. Wow. <laughs> it turned out to be your nightmare. And, oh, my God, dude. Like, I might can't actually, believe you do this to me. I might have actually crawled back into the box and cried for a little bit. Wow. Yeah. He's not very scary at all. No. Should have pulled out a knife and cut his throat. No, <laughs> no. Okay, that what you were Dawn and House. Casey there is Frankenstein. You're my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry, Frankenstein. Do you need to sit, I need to sit down. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> What grade were you in? Uh, I think I was a uh, freshman, maybe maybe in sophomore, maybe. Uh, no okay. no older than sophomore year. Okay. May I throw in something quickly here, by the way? Amber Lee, you know Amber. Um, yeah. Sure. Long time, uh, she's, I think she's a Philly's hottest as well, and a long time friend of the President Steve Show. Uh, it is her fiance's uh, birthday. Johnny Howard? Yeah, yeah. Get so out here. happy birthday to him. Wait, are they engaged? I think they're engaged. I think they are, yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. They're a perfect couple, and she loves him to death, and he loves her to death. They met because of us, right? They, they absolutely did. did, and they owe yeah. everything that they'll ever have from here on in to us. Yeah. Uh, they absolutely <laughs> do. No question. All right, and then uh, Marissa. Um, I met somebody at the Steam Pub last week for that Thursday night kickoff. Um, he didn't ask me for this, but he was so sweet. His name is Giovanni. He works for Geppert Brothers. He's 22 years old. He says he's been listening to us since he was like eight years old. Oof. And he said everybody at Geppert listens to the Preston and Steve show. Ah, uh, that's day awesome. Long. They have calendars hanging up. They're like huge fans of the station. And he was so excited. He kept asking for you guys. He's like, is Preston and Steve coming? I was like, oh. no, I'm sorry. It's just me. And then no. he asked again. He's like, so Preston and Steve aren't coming tonight? I was like, no, unfortunately, it's just me tonight. Is it just but you? Isn't that as good? He yeah. was very cool. And I told him to come out to Camp Out for Hunger so he can meet us all. But uh, hello to Giovanni. And um, Thursday night kickoff comes back this Thursday night. Oh, excellent. Where are you going to be? I'm not there. It's Doc's Irish Pub. Is it Nick or Casey? Yeah, it's not me this week. I'm next week. I don't know. Maybe it's Brent hey. this week. Okay. Uh, but, they, yeah, they're every Thursday night. They're a lot it's of fun. It's me. Yay. It's Casey this week. <laughs> but we didn't get to do them at all. That's the sound of Casey <laughs> just yes, finding out he's got an appearance on Thursday Casey's night. Week. I will be at Doc's Irish Pub in Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania from <laughs> 7 to 9 on Thursday night. All right. But they were completely removed from us last year, and so to have them back is a cool thing. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole list on WMR.com in the event section. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, since we have we have a few minutes here, uh, not a ton of time, but enough to see what's going on in the city. Oh, the city will. beat. I think we should do that. Scooby yeah. Wow Wow. Yeah. Lots of stuff about the city. The man who pounds the pavement with his feet. No one can beat the city beat. All right. Uh, Marissa had a, speak that crap up off the top of my head. Had made me aware of this at the Philadelphia Flower Show. We'll stay outside in 2022. And it will be back at FDR Park, and it will be June 11th. There were some critics, and there were some other people who loved it. My wife went and had a wonderful time. Um, Did she get the veggie hoagie? <laughs> she skipped the veggie hoagie, which was basically a, like a, a, a piece of lettuce. Uh, but uh, no, she skipped that. But enjoyed the seeing the... Flowers and plants placed in a natural environment. Okay. I am surprised, though, because they lost a lot of time uh, because of weather, weather last year. Yeah, oh. that's the big uh, question mark. Yeah, you know, is how things will go if you've got a if you've got an outdoor event. The question would be also, Preston, if they can if they can mitigate some of those aspects. We're looking at that horrible veggies, <laughs> hoagie, hoagie. Uh, but the um, 
Uh, yeah, if they have things that are in place that, that you know, and you, even if you go with an umbrella or whatever and you're walking and seeing things, it could be nice. It was mm-hmm. the first one, too. I yeah. mean, I, I give them credit for trying. And I, I think, uh, Casey, you probably brought this up a, a few times as well, but FDR Park is underused. Uh, it's a great spot. And, the, you know, getting in and out of there is much easier than getting out of, in and out of some of the places in the city. Absolutely. So I'm glad they tried it. And, and maybe they learned from the mistakes of last year and make well, it that's, better. that's what you do at events. Yeah. When you, you, as you have them, you learn what works, what doesn't work, what you can do better the next year. It's what we did. Camp Ever to get the camp out the yeah. hunger up to uh, where it is now. Uh, so I, I mean, the, the press humor, totally the first, when we first got the tent, we would fill it with murder hornets. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, and not, we said, this is, in hindsight, this is stupid. Not a good idea. You know what event I want to come back? Man, they only did it one time, and it was several years ago. It was the Pickle Festival. Pickle Festival. Oh, my God. I loved it. My son and I, I mean, it, it, there, uh, and the reason I think of it is because they probably learned some things they could have done better. It wasn't great. Don't do the pickle festival. <laughs> but it was it could have been better in some regards. I don't remember but this. Yeah. So Where was it? It was in uh Marissa, what's the the plaza there? The Piazza. The Piazza thing. I've been there in ages. Oh, That's yeah, the last yeah. time I went to the Piazza. By the way, if you went to the Piazza you would not recognize it. There's a pool in the middle of the Piazza now Get out. and like dog parks. Whoa. It's completely redone. That used huh? to be like a full center, yeah. empty space. Yeah, it was empty. You just have a big event. Now it's all broken up. Is they that, would have concerts and stuff there, right? Is that a good thing or not? I mean, I think it's pretty cool. For the people who live there, there's now a pool in that space. So the pool's just for the residents. Um, okay. I don't know oh. if that. But there is that other pool across the street. I don't even know who it's a sump. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a great pool. It has this, this chain link fence and barbed wire around it. <laughs> I want to see that come back. I want to see that pickle festival, man. Um, well, maybe we need to. Maybe that needs to be something we start. We've started a lot of things in this city. Is it time for Preston and Steve Pickle Fest? I think so. Oh, this we is are now looking different. at a photo of the Piazza. My God, they did some work on that. When did that happen, Marissa? Within the past year. <laughs> Because yeah, I've gone to a few like uh, farmers markets down there, and you kind of have to enter from different entrances now. You can't just like park yeah. anywhere and walk. Yeah, because oh. it was expansive in, in its uh, openness, and uh, now no, you've got a really modern looking, uh, cool looking pool, but you can't really do a big event like you used to be able to do there. I guess so. Wow. All right. Well, anyhow, the uh, Philadelphia Flower Show announced um, uh, the outdoor show ten months in advance because growers need time to start preparing plants now. Yes. For next year's show. Imagine if the obviously they know what they're doing, but to make sure that everything is hitting its peak at the time of the flower show. Yes, yes. Uh, Sam uh, Lemeni, the chief of shows and events at the Philadelphia Horticulture Society, said we knew that there was uh, just too many uncertainties and too many unknowns with regards to COVID at this point to yeah. to go back inside. So. They have to plan these things way in advance, that's, which, out of safety's sake, they're just doing it that way. So that's why. I'm sure eventually, it'll, maybe they'll stagger it and do one year inside and one year outside or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And, it works uh, but out. this this makes sense. Hey, I have a uh, I, I have a request. I want to know if anybody has. So my wife, is, she's out of town right now, so I can say this on the air. But her birthday is coming up this month. Right. And she wants this product that's called Lettuce Grow. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, so so you uh, you can year round you can grow your own produce inside. It's hydroponics. It's hydroponic. Okay, it's hydroponics, but it's a cool looking thing, right? And it's suspended from the ceiling. It is not cheap. No. Um, and I just want to know if it's worth getting or not. If someone is, and what's the name of it again? Lettuce grow. Lettuce grow. Meaning, uh, like lettuce, the, uh, right. the the leafy vegetable. Right. Um, there's cool looking. The, you're looking at a picture of it. The things. Look at it. It's five and a half feet tall. It's huge. Right, and it goes for close to 600 bucks. Uh, for that one, you can yeah. get the smaller one for, you know, $500. <laughs> 
but it's really, really expensive. And huh. I, I looked up a couple of reviews, and they said it was good, but I, you know. Well, think of what you'll save on lettuce. Like I, nothing. I know. I know. <laughs> just pay 600 bucks I know. up front. I think it's just something she sure. wants. All right, well, hang on. How much is a head of lettuce? You won't fun? believe what we're saving on lettuce. Cheap, dude. I'm just wondering how but, many heads of lettuce you need to eat in, for, in order for it to pay for itself. It's not just lettuce. You can grow all different kinds of, of uh, leafy greens. There's kale and... and uh, eat the goddamn lettuce. <laughs> Another thing. Okay, but you can't grow separate multiples in the same thing, yeah, can yeah, you? Yeah, you can, yes. You can? Yeah, you can do all kinds of different stuff in one uh, product. Oh, I see. It has different layers. Yeah, there's different... Like there's, layers. There are holes that come out of there. They're, they're like... Uh, Russian nesting dolls. A lot like that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway... All right, about uh, $3 for a head of lettuce. But reading about the, the flower show. So, we would have to grow <laughs> a thousand head of... No, I... Like 90... Like 90, 90 heads of lettuce? Head of, yeah. Okay. You'll, be, you'll be wearing bib overalls at home. like. But oh. over the years, yeah. it'll, you know. Yeah, that's why you're there. The, the, the priest will be delivering last rites, pressing over your bed. By the way, he finally worked out with the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> we did, for years, we had the, the little um, uh, herb grower. Uh, oh, which sure, you, yeah. you can get it like Bed Bath and Beyond. But now you can like buy pot. That thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one of those in the front yard. Yeah. Anybody uh, else grow tomatoes? But I mean indoors. Okay. Oh, yeah. so, oh, so you can grow it year round. Yeah. Anybody else grow tomatoes? No, I'm not growing. I love Nick, them. I swear to God, yeah, they're great. The, the woman who did, who owned the house before we owned the house. By the way, they were both named Claire and Steve as well. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, she huh. she planted all sorts of weird things, and and it was just a different approach to the yard. We've taken a, a, a different way ourselves. But like uh, we we were. Uh, Weeding in a certain area of the yard, and there was a full-grown pumpkin. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. wild. Like, sometimes, yeah. sometimes tomato plants yeah. will pop up, like uh, you know, years after you, you you don't you threw like tomato seeds away or whatever, yeah. and all of a sudden tomato plants will be there. It's, it, they're really easy to grow in this area. It just seems overwhelming. Like the people who have it are always giving it away. To oh, yeah, they have too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. our neighbors grow tomatoes. It's yeah. a bounty. Yeah. My yeah. wife does like dill and and you know a couple of things that she'll go out and grab for for a meal. But uh, you know, and we also, yeah. we also raise uh, um, Clydesdale. Uh, we do rosemary and thyme and where dill you, and Clydesdales. Where do you keep uh, the No, we, we grow the herbs. <laughs> they let them graze naturally. Uh, so anyhow, Flower Show is going to be outside. Okay. I just wanted to ask that growing question for a moment. I do have another thing off of the beat. Uh, off the beaten path, if you will. Uh, Brooklyn Bowl is coming to Fishtown. Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, the 1,000 capacity music venue. We've been oh, hearing about this. Yeah. Which uh, also is a bowling alley and restaurant will open as Brooklyn Bowl Philadelphia, which will be its fourth location, uh, and that will be November 4th. So you know Brooklyn is a bowling term. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. So it's also called, some people will call it a jersey. Um, and it's when you hit the head pin on the opposite side of the way you throw. Interesting. Of the way it's so, bending. So yeah. what's a Brooklyn? A Brooklyn is that's that, it? It's same that. Thing. Oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about a Jersey. It's okay. A, well, a Brooklyn and a, and a New are Jersey the are the same exact okay. thing. Okay. I, I, I love bowling, and I actually got uh, my my uh, gear and everything in case we were going to start doing that, yeah. and uh, it never came to fruition. But I think uh, I'd like to explore it because... It's such a fun game, Preston. Uh, by the way, Casey, um, Brooklyn Bowl specializes in jam bands. No. Ooh, oh, really? Says the club that specializes in jam bands with hip-hop, rock, soul, and country mixed in uh, will open with a Thursday to Saturday stand in... Uh, what is, uh, by, uh, stand by... So- uh, Soul Live. Soul Live? What Soul is Soul Live? I, I, they're just oh. a jam band. I, I'm not okay. like... Uh, they had a I, song with Dave Matthews a few years ago. Okay. He, he joined them, and uh, they're... They're a little um, slower of a jam band. They're like okay. uh, a j- jazzier, I would say. Oh, yeah. It says here the Woodstock, New York Soul Jazz Trio. There you ah, go. There you um, go. In what is a tradition with Brooklyn Bowl openings, the band will call themselves Bowl Live. Ah. 
I get uh, it. for the occasion and be joined by special guest uh, Meters bassist George Porter Jr. Uh, each of the three nights on opening weekend will feature uh, a late show with a DJ. On Thursday, it'll be Quest Love. Oh, wow. Won't you be able to hear the uh, the pins and falling in the background? I mean, uh, I assume Not it's in there. a separate room, right? Yeah. Okay. And by the way, Questlove is doing his Bowl Train ah. hometown Philly edition, you know, like Soul Train. Ah. I wonder if he'll put a bowling pin in his hair. Uh, followed by DJ Logic on Friday and DJ Jer Brother spinning all Jerry Garcia music on Saturday. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, um, I Wait, where is this place going to be? This is starting November 4th, by the way. Uh, it's in Fishtown. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I bet wonder- you it's going to be a hit. I bet you that, I mean, yeah. you know, possibly it, you combine it and you, you book the right acts yeah. and you get a little uh, buzz around it. Yeah, there's a, in common, that area. a common misconception that I'm into jam bands. I'm not. No. You know, I like fish and I like the Grateful Dead. But, you know, some of the other ones I, you I, can, do can, I can appreciate. No, it's it's just it's just not what I, uh, right. I gravitate Love. towards. Yeah. Um, you know, so people send me stuff all the time. Like, listen, I've seen pigeons playing ping pong. Yeah. And they're, they're not bad. Uh, Twiddle, not bad. Uh, What's the string? String cheese in today. Right, yeah, okay. there's a couple of songs that, of theirs that I like. Uh, some Mo songs, some Umphreys McGee. But I don't necessarily want to go to those shows. I don't know enough of their music. Okay. Thank you. Mercy's this handing this just in. This is when you've won an Academy Award. Oh, my God. oh so is oh, it? It's next to the Fillmore, oh. it says. Is it r- r- directly adjacent to? Hang on, just speaking. The yeah, there was a bowling alley that opened that right there when it first opened, and that's the space that they're taking over. So it's right across from Punchline, next to the Fillmore. Oh, right in that I, little all right. that's great. There. That's is, actually a good area. Is it a Live Nation venue? It is. Okay, good. There. Oh, you so go. that's uh, that's who's handling the booking for the music. It all comes together in a beautiful knot. It says here the venue is a partnership between Brooklyn Bowl and concert promoter Live Nation. Uh, the first Brooklyn Bowl opened in 2009 in the Williamsburg section of Brooklyn, which is why it's called that. Brooklyn. And not because of the bowling thing, I guess. And founders uh, Peter Shapiro and Charlie Ryan have since opened shops in Las Vegas and Nashville, teaming with Live Nation in those two cities as well. I wonder how they, obviously they do well enough to open one here yeah. and in that complex... That's right. There was always the promise of some sort of bowling facility down there. I I, I remember that being floated around for a while. Nice. All right, cool. All right, so that's uh, November 4th. That opens up. Another thing in the city. I got another city beat thing. Yeah. Pass along to you. Uh, So this guy named Jerry Flanagan, uh, and he has a junk removal business. And on Sunday, Discovery and American Heroes Channel... Uh, are starting the reality show called Operation Hidden Treasures, and dude is from Philly. Yeah, yeah. this is very cool. I've actually used the services. Have you? Yeah. 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 Uh, they're describing it as, it as American Pickers meets Storage Wars. Are you a, uh, a fan of either? I love American Pickers. Now, I haven't watched it in a while, but there's a stretch where I was watching it all the time. American Pickers is, is my preference. It's a good show. Uh, uh, they, they do have a little bit of that. Well, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But in Storage Wars... Is it's even all, worse. It's all that. With yeah. that, which oh, I yeah. can't stand. That's kind of why I like American Pickers. They play around a little bit with yeah. some pre-setup stuff, but they don't just, you know, drown you in it. There's the, there's, there's the history element, the antiquing sort of element, and there I, I like all that stuff. And there's the a veteran element to this yeah. as well. So, yeah. they, so uh, Jim Milo heard about what we were doing, according to the owner, which is Jerry Flanagan. He said, putting uh, veterans into business ownership throughout our franchises and how we do junk removal and cleanouts in an environmental way instead of just putting stuff in a landfill. Uh, and he is an Army veteran. 
Uh, and uh, J-Dog franchises are sold to and operated by veterans of the armed services and their families. It's cool. Uh, two franchises, one in Lancaster, PA, and another in Austin, Texas, are the ones appearing in the series. So while it's not based in Philadelphia, it's got Philly roots, and it's taking place in Lancaster. Very cool. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so producer Jim Milo said the company's practice of regular donations and recycling done is what intrigued him as a feel-good story. He said they donate furniture or toys to hospitals and the elderly, and they don't get paid for that. That's on their own time. Uh, they use the military values either or whether or not our, our cameras were there, and that's cool to show what they do. I see their trucks all the time. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're always up and down Route 30. I see them in, like, in the Ardmore area, so... um uh, that's cool, and and so they'll donate this stuff to those people that you were uh, some. I guess some of the stuff. Okay. I, I don't know what they do with all of it, Nick. Um, uh, that's a good question. So the company competes with one eight hundred Got Junk and College Hunks, uh, <laughs> and so Casey, you I've used J Dog. So you you pay them, and they they come by and take yeah. your stuff. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I mean, then you don't junk. know what the, you don't know what they do with it afterwards. So. No. So they get paid, yeah. Maybe they donated after that. I mean, I don't know if they sell any of that stuff or not. So, Casey, when they show up, uh, do you? Do you have to have it, uh, will they go in and take it out for you, or do you have to have it curbside? Yeah, so it, mine was, um, you know, it was like bulk yeah. uh, pickup, so rather than calling um, the the township or whatever to, right. to come and pick it up, I, I had those guys. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a lot of stuff that was too big for regular trash. Mm. All right. Uh, ah. And and also too big for my car to, like, haul to a dump or whatever. So, okay. I, I and same thing, Nick, uh, they, they had a car. Uh, or maybe it was uh, the Hummer that was parked. Uh, it was constantly parked at the intersection of, like, Wynwood Road and Lancaster Avenue. Yeah, they must have so. offices in that area or whatever. I'm always trying to find the best places to donate old stuff because I, I hate throwing things away if there's still use for it. And do, you I, good, I know, do you goodwill it? I don't goodwill it yeah. because goodwill is often for profit, and, and I've heard some... Things about them, so I there's a I do Green Drop. Green Drop uh, is where some I of the go. time, yeah. And there's actually a Green Drop pressed in, in the, by the um, Trinity Rehab, oh. uh, where we go in Concha. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw that that yeah. trailer out there. And yeah, you make an appointment with them. I, so, but uh, if J Dog uh, will take some stuff, uh, especially if they're taking it to like hospitals and things like that, and it's supporting veterans, I, I, I'll consider them next you, time around. You know what I've used in it? Well, they're pretty good. J Date. J Date. You have a single Jewish uh, men and women right. who come by and will okay. take your garbage. Okay. That's Nick. You can yeah. just go to Green Drop too. Yeah. You don't you have don't... to make an appointment. Oh, really? Yeah, you can just drop off. I'll be there tomorrow, then. Yeah, the one that I go to is uh, right by the Home Depot in Lawrence Park, okay. and you just pull up, and they have, like, four or five different outfits that you can say, all right, who's this going to? Oh, this is going to Purple yeah. Heart, or this is going yes. to... And they'll, uh, take, they'll take anything? They take a lot Almost of anything. stuff. It's yeah. excellent. It's Love Purple it. Heart. It's also Red Cross. There's a, there's a few mm -hmm. uh, worthwhile organizations under the uh, Green Drop umbrella. By the way, I'm sorry. No, remember, like, a couple of weeks ago, we had, or months, or I don't know, maybe it was 10 years ago, you know how we are with time, um, <laughs> we talked about uh, Green Drop, though, at, like, almost asking or implying that they you should give them a tip if they take the donations out of your car. Oh. Yeah, okay. apparently that was an issue. All right, well, anyhow, this show uh, is going to be, it's called Operation Hidden Treasures is uh, starting Sunday. Uh, so if you want to check that out. So you're going to check it out. Discovery. All right, that's it. City Beats done. We're done walking the streets. Uh, and we're going to sashay on us. just got to go. Yeah, we got <laughs> uh, We got a couple guests uh, joining us. Another thing is Habitat for Humanity will actually come to your house and take stuff away from right. you. Right. Oh, uh -huh. Even yeah. if you haven't called them. Very good. <laughs> just, they'll just come and take it. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. We're going to come back a minute. When we return, Tobias Forge, the man who is the band Ghost, will be joining us. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger is coming soon. Monday, November 1st at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families struggling with food insecurity. With the Camp Out Business Challenge, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to get involved and make a difference. Donate the most food and the Preston and Steve show will be headed to your place of business and do their show live for your employees. Prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including a live Pierre Robert broadcast from your business and a $20,000 advertising campaign on MMR for your company. It's great team building for your staff and goes a long way to accomplish the Phil Abundance mission. Drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Go to WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge with 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. A reminder at Acme Markets right now, you can get a jump start, or as we're calling it, a head start for the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, when you go by and you make a purchase uh, right there at your point of purchase at the checkout on the keypad, you can uh, make a donation in advance to the Camp Out for Hunger last year. Tremendous success. Just amazing. amazing. Went way beyond our wildest uh, uh, predictions uh, and was a huge take. And so that has happened again. That's going to be the entire month of October. Yes. And we started, uh, of course, on November 1st through the 5th. And you'll be able to continue doing it, too. But uh, while you're there and you're making your purchase, if you just want to round up your uh, your total or if you want to add more and make a dollar donation, five dollar donation, ten you want to throw a thousand dollars in there, you can go right ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, we're not but gonna it's, argue it's with It's whatever you want to do. I've done it twice already. You I know, love just, it. just by going to shop. It's the easiest way to do it. Man, did it really pay off big for uh, oh. Phil Abundance and for the whole camp out last year, especially when we thought we were gonna be decimated. Yeah, it was huge. I got. To, I know we've been hammering it a lot, um, as as the the radio station. But I, I got a text yesterday from a friend asking when camp out was this year, and right. she, she just didn't know. She didn't know that it was mm-hmm. a, a month earlier. So uh, it behooves us to remind people that it is earlier this year. That it's uh, November first to the fifth. Four weeks from today, we'll be knee knee deep in it. You know, some friend didn't know. Well, What's the story with that? Yeah, man? you creep. Yeah. You crumb. Uh, so Casey is running around right now. He's on the phone. Uh, he's trying to figure out what's going on. I believe Tobias Ford just standing by. All right. Uh, but I don't, we don't have a Zoom connection yet. So Casey's not, you know, when you do the Zoom, you have a host. Yes. Uh, Casey's not hosting this. Normally he's the host of it and has control over. So he's, he's the hostess with the most. He's trying, trying to figure out exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, what's going um, on, so Sarah Parker, she is the one who facilitated this thing. Yes. She started a Zoom thing, but she's hosting it and she's not there to actually open the room. Oh, no. Uh, so, oh, uh, no. I'm seeing if I... But Tobias is, uh, you know, across the, the ocean pond. right now. And uh, so, I'm trying to send him a different link. So, just uh, bear with me for a second. If we go old school... Get old to Sarah? Oh. Uh, no, I couldn't. All right, so maybe if we have to revert to just the phone, or perhaps use our <sighs> car horn, Preston. A car, which we found was a way to communicate. <laughs> Earlier we learned that when all tech fails, yes. car horns. We had a guy who had called in with the, the Facebook uh, dying yesterday, was uh, supposed to meet up with somebody who he was in contact with through uh, Instant Messenger, and when he arrived to make the trade, he was going to instant message them, and they weren't there, so he just started... Honking his horn, <laughs> hoping that the guy, the guy he was meeting, would figure it out, and uh, never did. No, uh, eventually he had to just go around randomly asking people, "Are you this man? Are you the person <laughs> that I'm getting this uh, coffee table from? Whatever it is." But nonetheless, all right. So, um, yeah, how you guys doing? We're doing Good, well, man. 
Looking I mean, forward so to the ghost concert. Here's the issue when trying to kill some time yeah. is uh, we could How start. How much time? Well, yeah, we could yeah. start going down a path and we could talk for a half hour if we need to. I got stuff that we can talk about, but I don't want to start talking about something and have to abruptly stop. Want to do something that's kind of short and punchy like Origins of the Universe? Ooh, we yeah. could do that. Yeah. Uh, Explain yes. the Big Bang Theory. Kathy? I do have this uh, tragedy that I'm dealing with. I don't want to talk about it now, but we can. No, oh, Kathy has a legitimate uh, straight up issue. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I need help. Their death has come to her tiny town. So don't forget about that. We have, we do have to talk about that. No, I didn't. I missed that completely. Death in the way of a fish. Oh. Yeah. oh my God! Yeah, so I don't want to start that. No, 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 no uh-uh. because that's we can, a longer conversation. I need help. Yeah. Yes, I need help. Maybe we could it's do that death. after we talk to Tobias. But at this point, I hope we get the Tobias hookup. I don't know what's We've happening. Had, see, we didn't have this problem when Tobias is right here in the studio. No, not at all. Case nothing yet. No. Oh, hang on. I got to him. Stand by. So stand by for action. Stand by. By the way, Matt Rovine tweeted me or uh, uh, called, uh, texted me out of nowhere the other day. He's he's our resident go-to Borat guy right. all the time. The guy who has really not realized that's over. <laughs> yeah. And he texted me out of yeah. nowhere. He wishes you guys. He hopes everybody's doing guy. well. He's a super yeah. nice guy with gigantic eyebrows. Which How gigantic! Uh, so Casey is now. I, I, He's going up to the roof, Preston. Oh, Jesus, right. man. Uh, okay. Um, you know, sometimes we should have just gone with the regular phone. All right. Well, today, I'm going to start talking about this. Today is Global James Bond today. It James, is. James Bond Day. Yep. 54 years after the uh, of the Bond franchise, uh, making the anniversary, marking the anniversary of the release of Dr. No in 1962. I have been a hardcore James Bond fan all of my life. Literally. I think I was... Three or four when my parents took, we went to see Dr. No in okay. the theaters. Yeah, my dad uh, introduced me to Connery, Steve, so that that was yeah. my entree into the world of Bond. Um, I really love Daniel Craig. I know, uh, you know, I think you say he's your second favorite or now your favorite? He is He is well within, Con- Connery's my favorite, okay. but Daniel Craig is squarely in that in that framework. So he did, uh, he was on CBS Sunday Morning uh, this past weekend, and they did a retrospective on it in advance of this movie coming out, which, by the way, was supposed to come out, what, a year ago, right? Uh, or, more, or even more, more yeah. And, and uh, I'm He had really... hosted, actually, as, with that, right. that, that meme, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the weekend. Right. That was him hosting uh, at, at when that was in promotion of this movie. In advance of it. Yeah. So, Preston, how many of the Daniel Craig movies have you seen? Mm, all of uh, Casino Royale and part of none of the others. Okay. <laughs> you never saw Skyfall? I, I just, no. Okay. I, I, once I got to the, what was the other one? Quantum Solace? Quantum Solace. I kind of lost interest. Spectre yeah. and yeah. Uh, this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved Skyfall. I thought it was one of my favorite movies um, in the entire James Bond universe, but... Um, yeah, I'm excited for this one. And Steve, are you going to see it on the big screen or no? I'm. I there's every possibility. Though I do have a nice setup at home, so uh, it might be time for me to just spend some quality time with Bond himself. Yep. And because uh, I, I think Daniel Craig. By the way, Quantum of Solace, I think is a, is a solid movie. It actually occurred during a writer strike. Where you're talking about Hollywood and all the tumult that's going on now with that. There was a writer strike that caused a delay on that movie, and the fact that they finished it at all was pretty amazing. Okay. I, it's it's not the best. It's it's the the least of the Craig Bonds, but it's solid. Uh, what's we're ready to go? Oh, I had no oh, idea. Yeah. We're ready to go. How okay. about that? All right, excellent. Well, now that we cover the whole James Bond thing, oh, there's more. Oh, I'm sure there's yeah, more. yeah, there's a lot more. Uh, but we are happy to welcome our next guest. He was uh, in our studio a while back. It was a really cool uh, interview that we had with him. And now we welcome him in anticipation of uh, coming back to Philadelphia in February and this new song, Hunter's Moon, that we've been playing, ladies and gentlemen, Tobias Forge of Ghost. Hey! 
Tobias on the show. Good morning, hey, Tobias. Hey, hey. Hey. Oh, I'm glad we made this hey, work. Hey, hey. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I am very, very well, thank you. How do you do? Uh, we're all doing great, man. Listen, I don't know if you remember the, the when you were here, but um, at that time you you weren't um, comfortable with uh, photographs, so we had an artist who came in <laughs> and sketched you while we were here. Do you recall oh, yeah. that? Oh yeah, I remember it very clearly. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, this- thank you for having me again once once more. Uh, in clandestine mode. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah no problem. No, no, that's, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, the fact that we're even talking is a miracle at this point. So we've... Uh, I got, have a funny... Go ahead. Yeah, I just have a funny story. I just heard you mentioning uh, Quantum of Solace. Yes. yes. And and once upon a time, years, years back, I don't remember exactly when that was called, uh, when that came out, but maybe a year or so before that film premiered, uh, you know, I was a, you know, a hopeful uh, songwriter not necessarily very successful, so. And uh, I actually wrote a song, a Bond song called Quantum of Solace ah. that I intended for to sort of throw into the whatever, you know, high la- <laughs> highway of in the mix of, you know, trying to get people. I still have it. And do, would, it, would, it, would it fall in line uh, for Ghost or is it a bit out of that realm? Oh, it's a total Ghost song. Oh really? Nowadays, I, I, it just dawned on me when you, when when I heard you mentioning that was like, oh yeah, I had that song as well. Well, maybe I hope we serve as an inspiration for yeah. our song to come up on an album. <laughs> Listen, I, you, Chris Cornell did uh, you know uh, uh, Casino Royale and 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 rock uh, artists have always appeared on uh, mm-hmm. on Bond soundtrack. So the hope springs eternal on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm still hopeful. Well, as I was back then. <laughs> with, with Hunter's Moon, this is in uh, Halloween Kills, which is, you know, in the, the, the Halloween legacy. Um, it's not, uh, you'll have to clear this up, not on the soundtrack. It's going to be in the end credits, correct? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, I know it's it's sort of, uh, that's at least what's sold to me. I haven't seen the <laughs> film yet, but I remember Ryan Turek, one of the producers who sort of drew, drew me into the whole mix uh he was um when we got into the specifics of uh like what what they wanted and and uh yes they wanted like a ghost song i was like okay so what it's going to be used for sometimes you write music and uh they end up like using uh a segment or something in a scene right uh, which means sometimes you have to sort of break the song down into like an acoustic version or and he was like, no, 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 um, you know, we want it to be in the end, sort of, end bit. Right. right. Um, and uh, that also sort of served as an inspiration for how to sort of, uh, you know, orchestrate the song. Um, uh, but yes, that that is in the end credits. I was going to ask you about the uh, uh, the lyrics for the song because I was uh, reading them, them this morning and... Uh, before I'd ask this question, I wanted to remind you that when you were here last, I asked you about the song Rats, and I said, well, who are the rats? Are the rats, uh, you know, society? Is it the, and you were like, no, it's just the, the vermin, rats. This is the actual creature, uh, which cracked us up because we thought you were being poetic and cryptic. And you're like, no, it's it's about rats. Um, and reading the lyrics of uh, Hunter's Moon, I, I got the impression, because I wasn't connecting it uh, to Halloween, but I, it sounded to me like uh, like a grave robber going back to a cemetery who was going to dig up an old friend. But I guess I'm way off base on that one. No, it's about uh, rats, Preston. Uh, like, 
right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so this is about worms. <laughs> nice. No, it's a little bit more. Uh, no, it, it's not necrophiliac in that way. No. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, you, you can you can um, interpret it any way you want. Uh, it's uh, obviously written um, to uh, be interpretational, right? Okay. Or uh, for interpretation. Uh, because it has that sort of nostalgic, um, sort of back, um, sort of a retrospective outlook on, on something that has been, but some sort of maybe platonic love that sort of, uh, has reached beyond time and, well, in in the, in the Halloween, back to that. yeah, in the Halloween mythos, I mean, with with uh, Laurie Strode, who's you know, who's Michael Myers' sister, uh, there is a connection, and they keep making all of these connections, and the, the, the possibility of uh, sort of an incestuous sort of thing, and all of this stuff plays in over all these movies. I wanted to ask you, Tobias, uh, was one of the first? Did you actually see Halloween two when you were a kid, and that's what got you into this stuff? Ironically, the uh, the uh, Halloween t- the second film was the first that I saw. Okay. Um, so I, I missed out on the first. I saw that later, um, but I saw the the second one, and uh, the story is very simple. I was home. I was sick. Um, not too sick, but you know, <laughs> the sort of sick you are when you're seven and you don't. You feel like you just don't want to go to school. Okay. Maybe I had a slight cold, and and um, mom, who who's always been very very liberal and very kind, uh, she uh, did maybe did a, me the favor of going down to to do the tobacco shop that was just across the street and rented a film that I'd seen down there that I wanted to see, and that was Halloween too. Uh, so I saw that and. And, you know, obviously it, it sort of struck me very quickly because obviously it wasn't, it, it was a sequel unbeknownst to me. Um, and, uh, it sort of just started all, it's like knee deep in terror immediately because obviously it's just a continuation of, of, of the first one. Um, but it, it really, I, I, uh, I found it really frightening, um, uh, and, uh, very inspirational. It's always been. Um, Do you think it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pivotal? Um, I mean, because I, I love horror movies. I love I love your kind of of fascination and the, the darker stuff with with your music and uh, and uh, you know any any stuff that resonates that way. I'm on board. But do you think that was sort of a pivotal moment where you're frightened but also intrigued by it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Musically as well. I think a lot of the things that I saw that even though there were several films that added to the inspiration, I, I definitely say just because that was an early encounter with, uh, you know, something that would live with me for the rest of my life. And now obviously, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's part of my working life as well. Uh, it was an inspiration uh, image wise with the masked unknown sort of killer. Yeah. Um, uh, or cul- culprit or star, if you want. Uh, but also musically, I, I've, uh, you know, that was my first, maybe I saw the, the escape from New York before that. I don't remember, but 
it was my first sort of encounter with um, Carpenter's music, and uh, which has always been a, a big, uh, you know, musically has been a hero of mine. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a very pivotal moment. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, that I love that you do with, uh, with ghost music, and you do this in, in Hunter's Moon, and I'm curious about it, is um, you use uh, odd time signatures. Um, and for me personally, uh, I, I like that type of thing. I like progressive rock and so on, so uh, odd time signatures are not foreign to me. But they can give you a, a, a kind of a sense of uneasiness because it doesn't follow a, um, a regular path. Things are off just a little bit. Will you throw those in on purpose to give that kind of... Uh, uh, sensation, that odd sensation? Not for the sake of, of just being odd. Okay. I think my, my, uh, what was once a, uh, uh, a career or lack of career handicap, I think was the fact that I've always been quite proggy, uh, in my writing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which which uh, fit quite well back when I was a teenager and in my early twenties when I was writing death metal, uh, because that that the, the odd signatures is like the, that's the that's the way you do it. And um, once I started writing more melodic music, if you will, more uh, accessible rock music, it has been a constant sort of subject where. Sometimes I write so odd that it becomes, you know, you, you have to sort of revisit things and just like, oh, we have to sort of change here because it's like hard to understand for anyone who's more four on the floor sort of thinking. Most people are. Right. Most people are actually quite, you know, uh, sensitive towards um, anything that sort of skews away from the natural dramaturgy of a, of a sort of a three ten three minute, 10 second song. Right. Uh, and, th- and there's a reason for that. Like this, for the same reason that most films have sort of the same dramaturgical structure and usually the same length, because that's usually how people sort of digest films. And I'm not, you know, I've listened to so much very simple music, everything from obviously top 40 doo-wop, 60s, 50s rock to Ramones and, 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 and punk music that is that is super straight. Mm-hmm. But I'm also uh, brought up with a big, um, big influx of, of, of prog music and and extreme metal. So uh, I, I don't do it to <laughs> I think that what you end up hearing sometimes on ghost records is basically my songs having gone through a mangle of stuff that has been taken out. Okay. Right? That has right. been too odd and too strange and too hard to digest. Okay. Um, basically. So I'm not, I'm not deliberately trying to make it difficult. What you hear is the result of me trying to purposely not make it difficult. Uh, well, how, how but that still all lives within you, that, that type of oddness. Okay. I, yeah. I get it. How, how difficult is that editing process? Because you're, you, you know, you, you're doing very inventive stuff. And as you're going through, I assume if we're going to draw a parallel between, you know, films you know, when you're, something's near and dear to you and, it, and you're, you're using it for expression and you have something that is just not quite right in its bloated way and you're paring it down, is that something you can do with surgical precision or do you have to do a lot of hand-wringing? Um, both. 
Both. It depends a little bit who, who you're working with. My my process of doing a lot of that is um, obviously when you make a record, you usually uh, work with the producer. And uh, in rock music, it's very common that you work with one producer for the record. Um, and uh, some producers are just yaysayers and they just sort of let everything through and they just make it sound cool. Right. Uh, whereas some other producers, you know, who are sort of well known to do universe. Uh, I mean, Mutt Lang is that sort of person, and, and Bob Ezrin, you know, how how he sort of transformed Kiss from the one band that made Alive and then you know Goats Destroyer. Right. Um, I do it in a in a in a in a sort of a mixture of that because during the album cycles meaning album cycles i mean uh when the record is out and i go out on tour for 18 months obviously it's not like a consecutive tour of 18 months of, of non-stop playing you have weeks in between tours um off and uh, sometimes you're off have a few days off in some city somewhere and i usually try to write when i'm on tour and the way that i do it is that I like to uh, have um, songs half written and then I go into the studio or a studio, a writing studio. A writing studio basically looks like a living room, but with studio guess, uh, right. gear. Mm -hmm. So it's cozy and inspirational. But you go into a room like that and you write. I write with other people that I like, that I admire and that I like writing with and I like hanging with. And that way, each song sort of gets like the best out of me and the best out of someone else that comes in and has no like no aspirations of being in the band or no aspirations to play anything or you know there's <laughs> it's just sheer um <laughs> sort of writing joy okay um it's wild that you will, way, you will purposely write half a song <laughs> and just hang on for uh collaboration that's that's an interesting uh um uh, kind of uh, method i've done the other way around as well i mean the other way where, where there was no one but myself okay that's cool too but it's what ends up happening when you do that especially um i, I hate to say it like this but but like when when it matters meaning that it was easier to write songs because back in the day when you had nowhere to go with them They're, they were not planned for anything special and they weren't meant to fit in anywhere, whereas now it's a little bit more uh, important that, you know, at, at a certain point, you have to deliver everything neatly packaged into an album and preferably three of them needs to be really, 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 really good. Um, and uh, I like getting that sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it, like... Uh, I like being questioned when it comes to music, <laughs> not by anyone. You but have your vision. That I, but, yeah. but for anyone that it, as this is very common, I think that in the rock world, it might be a little bit more of a hush hush that you don't you don't want to do that. Everybody believes that every rock record is sort of just happened by itself. It was written in real time and just happens to be like that. Whereas in in theater, in literature, in uh, film, it's way more common that you sort of um, you try out your stuff towards other people you you, you know you, when you write a script you you let people rate read it you let people edit it because 
it's important that people understand it. Yeah, it's so more it's more collaborative. My, yeah, it, yeah, it's and it's more openly collaborative. Not, no one sort of doubts that that uh, when you say like uh, that it's uh, uh, made out of joy. But still, at the end of the day, when you write a script, when you write a book, it's meant to be digested by other people. Well, let, so let, the first first hindrance is to sort of sell it to the person in front of you. Like, do you like this song? Do you right, like this chorus right. that I wrote? Let me let me jump in and ask you a question since we're making a lot of uh, movie uh, correlations here. Rob Zombie has gone on to direct a uh, a become quite a proficient good director. In fact, he's directed some Halloween movies. Uh, with what you are talking about and the way you see things, has a film and an eventual leap into taking a, a crack at uh, directing and writing scripts. Is that something that is in your uh, bucket list? Yeah, well, I mean, with the risk of sounding like, uh, remember coming to America yeah. when they're uh, in that bar <laughs> and they meet uh, several different uh, sort of New York stereotypes? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And, th- and there's this one girl who's oh. like, I'd like to have my own studio and I'd like to be a singing artist and I would like to write films and then I would like to be an actor and then I would like to have a design uh-huh. clothing line. Yeah. But short answer is yes. I have always been insanely interested in cinema. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's just the fact that um, I, I, you know, I haven't done the due diligence of that. I haven't gone to any school. I haven't right. done that. I, I have a lot of ideas, and I have a lot of I've started writing different scripts and different things. And and obviously, when we do things, I, I'm usually quite um, involved. But at the end of the day, like especially film is so insanely depending dependent on uh, uh, obviously funding and collaborations and uh, the amounts of, of uh, if if you think making a rock record is kind of hard with um, sort of outside and, and 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 production lines and all kinds of stuff that needs to sort of fit mm-hmm. making films is like times ten. I have. A few really good friends of mine are directors, and uh, they work both in cinema and and series, and you know Netflix and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we, we, every time we speak about it, it's just like, oh yeah, it's such, it's such a hard work. Yeah. And once you do that, and you have like a vision, and you know, some of my friends are very clear with me. It's like with the sort of vision that you have, and the sort of detailed. Uh, uh, minutia sort of uh, control freakishness it will be a nightmare because <laughs> okay you sure. never see that. never turns out the way you want it and you can you can write the burn the cinema you know in, in the best set uh, ever yeah and then all of a sudden you cast the wrong lead and oh. all of a sudden the film is like a complete flop tobias i have to i have to jump so, in and and i i think we've hit our limit on the f word uh we are an american radio <laughs> oh, sorry, and, sorry. and we're not allowed to do that and i keep hitting the dump button and i hope i got all of them so that's four i i, I just yeah i i i know you're used to <laughs> european and scandinavian radio you can say it all you yeah, want but we, we, could. we have yeah. some rules uh, but I did want to ask you about uh, uh, film and, and your characters, you know, Papa Emeritus and, and uh, Cardinal Copia. Would they be a good subject for film or is that better suited on a stage and performing uh, that way? Good question. Um, and I'm going to try to 
answer that without going too far into the future. Uh, right. But there are elements in the storytelling around uh, uh, what we're doing that might be one of the ideas that I'm working on. Well, okay. that, listen, that I, I would love to see that. That, that, that would be that would be the imagery that you that you have conjured. The the um, the presentation and everything is just sitting there waiting to be plucked. So I'm assuming by your skirting around these answers that they might figure into whatever project you might do cinematically. But I, but, but obviously you have this tour coming up, so nothing's going to happen for a while. Uh, not necessarily. Ah, okay. there, there, there are other ways. There are, there are other ways to tell a story before you uh, uh, eventually might turn it into um, a moving picture. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we're working like on that. And, you know, but, the, you know, the, the story has been in the works for quite some time. I mean, anyone who uh, have seen our episodes and all that might have noticed that there is sort of a vague story there. Mm-hmm. But most of it is actually coming from the bigger, longer story. Um, th- th- what makes our project here kind of odd is that at the end of the day, we are a rock band. Yeah. And, um, you know, what started 10 years ago with my, at the time, new American label, they had just recently signed me and, and they said like, Oh, what's the story? Like, what do we say? to people. And I was like, what story? There is no story. I, I, there's nothing to say. Can we not just let the band be and, and be just what people see and interpretational? I was like, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, okay, I'll make up a story then. Mm. So, and then obviously at at the end of the day, but just because it's a, it's a rock band uh, that we are, that's our, our main thing. Or right. actually, we go around selling merchandise. We're we're a Tupperware band, but <laughs> but but you know uh, that makes it kind of weird because you have uh, this storyline going parallel that is there for entertainment values, basically for entertainment's sake. For because a lot of our fans and myself included is is, is uh, you know deeply interested in in storytelling and right. and, and fiction and and horror and sci-fi and all that stuff. Um, whereas, you know, obviously we can't just sit, you know, take time out for a tour and make a film. Right. So you, you because that, that's like a completely different being. That's a right. completely different uh, entity. Um, so we have to work in parallels and see what will come out of it. You know, a lot of those things that, you know, is, is uh, sidetracking like that. It, it requires a tremendous amount of, of collaboration and um and also uh flow and um and uh, love basically you need to find someone that can take the vision and sort of take it further okay. um, well that, that takes a little bit of time well with, with the with everything going on obviously you're going to be in the area in in february and uh and and coming here i i, I don't know if you've in past visits to Philadelphia, if you've ever been to the uh, Mutter Museum, but uh, I don't know if I you have. Were... Yeah, okay. I, why did I? Fi- I should have figured you would have been <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, but that that was made for Tobias Ford. Did you have a good time? Yes, yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah I, I had a day off 
at some point, uh, I don't remember, this is probably six, seven years ago, but I did the whole, uh, you know, Philly thing with, with the Philly cheesesteaks down there, <laughs> there those, those neighboring, uh, what do you call those, the, the two uh, stands oh, there. Uh, Pats and Pats Pats and yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, and we went to the Mutton Museum, and uh, I never did the run up to the uh, the Rocky Steps. There. Yeah. Never, the Rocky Steps. I didn't do that, but we went past it. If you so do it, still on my if you, list. when you come here, if you do it, do it as Papa Emeritus. I oh, think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I would love to see Papa jumping up and down uh, with his fists in the air. <laughs> and make for some yeah. hell of a video. Um, well, listen, I know that the excitement level is is high. Uh, for the announcement of the show, yeah. like uh, Steve was saying, it's February 12th at BB&T Pavilion. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. You have a strong fan base here in Philadelphia, so you can definitely uh, count on uh, plenty of support. And Volbeat is on the uh, uh, the bill as well, and uh, Twin Temple. So it's going to be cool, man. Uh, but listen, we, we really appreciate your time, uh, Tobias. It was uh, great to catch up with you uh, once again, and we're looking forward to hearing... Uh, the song Hunter's Moon in uh, Halloween Kills, which is uh, be uh, coming out on the fifteenth. I, I think believe it is, yes. So, uh, but <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me again. I hope to see you all soon. Excellent. Yes. Take care, and we wish you the best, Tobias Forge, guys. From Ghost. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a stage show. That's uh, the whole. I, I thought there's got to be a movie. Uh, with that whole the characters, and so look at the nun, which came she came out of uh, the the conjuring, the yeah. conjuring too. Yeah, that that fits right in that look. Yep, most definitely. All right, with that we should break because we have more to get to. We got the bizarre fall on the way. We have Henry Winkler on the way. We have a chance at win- chance of winning five hundred dollars on the way with the money clip. So that is coming up next. We'll be right back. from the Preston and Steve Show for a watch party at Sports and Social inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, your game day headquarters. Win Sports and Social gift cards and more. Uh, just a moment, we'll get our guests on, uh, but while we are awaiting his arrival, uh, we'll mention there's a new Daily Rush video for you to check out. Uh, it's called uh, Wonder Woman Moose. Wonder Woman Moose. Yes. I forget this one. I have forgotten it too. Okay, uh, I... Know. The uh, Florida woman, which is this. Yes. Oh. That button and this button. Why don't you forget the moose? <laughs> okay. Are, are right next to each other, and I had accidentally hit this button. Why don't you forget and then the moose? And then that one. Okay. For a moment. And that led to hijinks and hilarity? No, yeah. Always. Fun okay. was had by all. Uh, all the, the description says, all the world is waiting for you to forget the moose for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> all the world is waiting for you. Uh, and you can follow WMMR on Instagram, and we will deliver it right to your feed. That's a great way to get it. Easy way to get that. Uh, and it is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet, and you can learn more at Xfinity.com. Uh, so we're still hanging on here. A reminder that uh, Next Chance at winning 500 bucks is just a couple of minutes away. Uh, and that, of course, will be with the MMR Money Clip. We will give you the word and the numbers and all the stuff you need to send it in. Our guest is ready to go, and he's got a new book out. It is called Alien Superstar, Hollywood versus the Galaxy. Uh, it's available wherever books are sold. Love he is one of the greatest uh, guests you can have on. Nicest guy. We just love him to death. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Henry Winkler. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, Henry. Oh, my God. What? 
What a welcome. I'm standing at the phone. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is amazing. You're Thank standing. You. I'm very happy to be with you. The last time I was in Philly, we I was there with my wife, and we went to a restaurant, a new restaurant, a fusion restaurant called Scorpio, I think. Ooh, oh, okay. There's so oh many great restaurants God, in this it town. Was, it was delicious. Oh, excellent. Well, I got to put that on the list. And you have to come back. Yes, most definitely. You know, the world stopped. Yeah. And I, I can't wait for everyone to um, to calm down and uh, get on board and so we can all live our lives again. Hey, Henry, I want to start by sharing a story with you that was just told to us by our assistant program director, Chuck, who works here. And he was letting us know about your book series and how yeah. important it was to his son. He couldn't get his son oh. to read anything. And then he said... That these following books came along. I got a D in salami, and there's right. a zombie in my bathtub. And he said that they were yes. game changers for his son to sit down and read a book cover to cover. And he had to do like a like a diorama, yeah. or a report on it, all this stuff. And it is so important to him oh, that, uh, that these books so exist. Those are the first books that Lynn Oliver and I wrote. They are the story of my life as a dyslexic. Uh, uh, I, there are one out of five children have some sort of learning challenge. And you know, what I realized is that uh, we just put out today, alien superstar, Hollywood versus the galaxy. But all of the characters that we write are like on the outside looking in. They all want to be, I want to be like them, but I, I don't know if I can. And it's all about the challenge of meeting and being authentic. Love that. And we put them into comedies because we believe comedy is the gateway to a reader. I agree. It, it's got to be amazing if you stop and think about it. And and and, and from what I understand, I, I rewatched the uh, the interview you did on uh, Sunday morning with Moraka, and uh, you were thirty one, I think it was, the age at which you read your first book because of your dyslexia. And, That's right. And here you are, some 30 books into being an author. That has got to be you know, amazing. I, I have to tell you, I, uh, I'm, we're going to have a grandchild in about 10 days. So that will be our sixth grandchild. I am outside of my family. I am, no matter what I have done in my life, no matter what award I've won, I am proudest of the books we write. That's something. An alien superstar Hollywood versus the galaxy has its birthday today. Well, you and know, it's about an alien who must leave his planet or they will make him into an automaton. He'll lose his personality. Huh. He flies across the universe and lands on the back lot of Universal Studios. <laughs> Who's going to question a rocket ship on the back lot of a movie studio? Right. I love that. And I don't know what I don't know how it happens. But he gets a job as a uh, uh, as a star on a sitcom as an alien because he's already got the costume. No, <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, I, I was reading the, the Kirkus review. They they loved it. They loved the series. They they called this uh, current Hollywood versus the uh, the galaxy um, a rousing adventure. But I mean, with all of this stuff and you being so proud of this. Uh, and and they were making the case that the what your all the stuff that you've committed the storyline is is intricate but yet fun and have you and you've produced you've directed um, you know have, is there any 
perhaps down the road, uh, uh, thought about putting this on screen and making a series out of this? You know, right now, uh, Lynn Oliver and I are working with Team Coco uh, with uh, Conan O'Brien's company uh, to bring this to an animation. Uh, we're at the, we just had a meeting yesterday. Um, so, yes, absolutely. But writing it is so much fun. Yeah. Lynn and I, uh, you know, I talk, Lynn types. Then Lynn gets an idea. She types. I wait. We <laughs> argue over every word because each word is important. And boom, here's our 37th novel. There's, there's, there's something so uh, when you... F- we were all had a, we had a conversation one day that the first book we read as a, as a kid the one that got us going you know and then um, right. uh, and what a what a pivotal thing that is and how exciting that is and I remember years ago was, I think it was Happy Days it had to be Happy Days you were the Fonz got a library card oh yeah and that's right I remember the explosion in kids getting library cards because that used to be something my father and my little brother and I would do every weekend. We'd go at some point to the library and take out books, whatever we wanted, and and that is such an essential, wonderful thing. Uh, and the fact that you're now facilitating that with your book series, it's just got to be the pinnacle. Well, I, I got to tell you that I said uh, one line on the show. Hey, look at this, Richie. You can get a library card. <laughs> <laughs> And registration for library cards went up 500% in the next two weeks. That's incredible. It's incredible. So now I go to the library. It's close to my apartment in Manhattan. I take out, like, The Call of the Wild by Jack London because I wanted so badly to be part of the process. And that book sat on my desk Mm. until it was time to bring back. I couldn't read. Oh. I read my first novel when I was 31 years old. Yeah. Wow. Um, every... It was so difficult for me. And now I'm part of a partnership with Lynn Oliver where we write these children's novels. And we're, this is number 37. It, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Henry, since we only have a few minutes with you, I, I did want to ask about something you tweeted out the other day. And it was uh, some uh, yeah. pictures from... Uh, from uh, Night Shift, and you just said it was one of your all-time favorites. And Steve and I here have been all morning long just talking movie. about our favorite movie, favorite moments yeah. from that movie. Launched Michael Keaton's career, relaunched you at, out of a, a kind of a, a, a type that you had been placed in, uh, and it just looked like it was a blast. I mean, not only for it viewers, but for blast. somebody working. It was Ron Howard's first wow. major studio movie. He said, be in it. You can play whoever you want. <laughs> I thought, Billy Blaze, well, I played the Fonz, and he was very flamboyant. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to play Chuck. I'm going to play Richie. Ah. I'm going to just switch it up. And and that's how I chose the part. And it still holds up. Oh, it does. You are, you are uh, brilliant. Night Shift yeah. is still funny. You are brilliant in this movie because you became the schlub. We talked about the scene where they get... The guy, delivery guy, gets your sandwich order wrong and then <laughs> rubs it down the doorway. And there, there's just one way after another. And you are pitch perfect in this insanity. And we were howling at the... Yeah, I, for people who haven't you, seen it, you, you need to see it. Do you know when the, when the dog comes running yes. at me down the hallway, <laughs> my only suggestion to Ron Howard in the entire movie was to shoot it in slow motion <laughs> so that it looked like this dog, the slobber flying all over the place, <laughs> is 
going to rip me to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it remarkable how you've been able to maintain a relationship with Ron? Because, you know, a happy yeah. days, obviously, but then Arrested Development and, and to the present day, you guys are still friends. And he's been an integral part of your life for such a long time. It's got to be kind of fascinating to you, Henry. He just wrote me. He asked me if we were shooting the new season of Barry. Oh, yes. And we're um, four episodes out of eight in. Uh, Barry is on HBO. And it is, I, how thrilled am I that I'm on that show? Well, that show is uh, just amazingly written and, and acted. And you, you have a character like Barry who, for all intents and purposes, is a reprehensible human being. But you're still rooting for him. And, and I just yeah, I think the show is brilliant. So you guys are four episodes in and, and it's not going to be re- released until March, huh? No, I, I think that's probably it. But, you know, there's a, a brand new movie directed by one of the great directors in the universe, uh, Wes Anderson, mm, called The French Dispatch. And that opens in just a couple of days in October. Ooh. I also have to bring up the point while we have you on because Monsters at Work, which is uh, in the Monsters oh, Inc. universe. Fritz. <laughs> uh, uh, it's great. Your character is great. And uh, you have Billy Crystal and John Good. Everyone's participating in it, and it's a big hit. Are we going to get more of that? Yes, we just started recording new episodes. And Fritz, he, he, gets, he, he, gets, he gets all caught up in what he, well, he doesn't know the right word. He's trying to find the right word. He, you know what? He, he, he has fun. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Uh, Henry, we know you got to run a uh, new book, Alien Superstar, Hollywood versus the Galaxy. Someday, my goal in life is to get a hug from Henry Winkler. I just want to hug you, man. You know we just... We're going to do that. All right. I want that to happen. Henry, we love you. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thank you. Thank right, you for care. the conversation. You got it. Henry Winkler, guys. Yeah. Is there anyone more adorable than oh that guy? Did you hear him do the fog? He did the fog. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was so cool. (laughs) You know what would top all that is if you won five hundred dollars. Yeah, ninety three three WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. Now here's your money clip keyword. All right. The word, I wish it was library, but it's not because I'd say library. Yeah. Uh, video is the word that you want to use, okay? Video is this hour's keyword, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. And there are three ways for you to do that. Uh, you can text it to the special contest short code, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry will win $500 in this company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you do answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. All right, the word again is video. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finals. All right, it's brought to you by Valley Forge Casino Resort. They have positions open, and select jobs will receive a $1,500 sign-on bonus. And you can apply today at vfcasino.com. Backlash careers. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Where do we want to begin? Uh, Let's start... Uh, with this one, sure. A Wichita Falls man who plotted to blow up an Amazon data center in Virginia was sentenced to federal prison 
Seth Aaron Pendley pleaded guilty to June to a malicious attempt to destroy a building with an explosive device and was sentenced to 10 years. He was arrested. He had faced a maximum of 20 years. He was arrested in April while trying to buy C4 explosive from an undercover FBI agent Do you in know what? Fort Worth. He had first tried to buy it off Amazon. Oh, my. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, authorities searched his home in Wichita Falls. They found an AR-15 receiver, mask, wigs, maps, and other items. Penley admitted that he disclosed his plan to blow up an Amazon data center uh, to a confidential source in January and hoped it would, quote, kill off 70% of the Internet, mm-hmm. uh, including well, s- service to the CIA and FBI. It happened yesterday by itself. It didn't it? He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to do anything. Uh, Penley also claimed to have been present at the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol and said, though he did not enter the building, he came prepared with a sawed-off air rifle. He's going to shoot somebody with a BB gun. Ow! Canada's Transportation Safety Board says the plane at the center of a deadly crash in uh, Old Montreal was carrying a banner. This is horrible. Was carrying a banner, spelling out a wedding proposal when it went down Saturday evening. Oh no! Yeah, the board spokesman uh, Chris Krepsky said that a passenger on board the plane towing the banner that read "Will you marry me?" died in the crash. Was he the one I who don't was proposing? Know that I um, or was it would probably I be for know. somebody yeah. down on the ground, right? right? Look up at yeah. that, honey. Correct. Yeah. While the aircraft pilot remains in the hospital, officials received reports of engine trouble on the Cessna 172 aircraft. Uh, But investigators have yet to determine the cause of the accident. Uh, The board dispatched investigators to the scene to gather details on the cause of the crash. Oh, my God. I can't believe you arranged for it to crash. And we'll be sending the remaining debris to uh, to continue lab testing. The proposal proposal banner, which is believed to have fallen into the St. Lawrence River shortly before the crash, has not been found yet. As you said, to determine what caused it to crash? Uh, They said it sounded like it had engine trouble. All right. A Lithuanian man has had more than a kilogram of nails, screws, nuts, and knives removed from his stomach by doctors. Uh, He had been swallowing metal objects for a month after quitting uh, drinking. Yeah. You know what? Stop drinking and start eating cutlery. Yeah. Some of the objects retrieved uh, during surgery were four inches long. Uh, The surgeon called it a unique case. Uh, the man was brought by ambulance with severe abdominal pain to the hospital. This is a unique case. Can you come with me into the other room? Man's an idiot. Yeah, he is now reported to be in stable condition and is being monitored. That's a miracle that, well, that- he lived. He was swallowing knives, man. Is he one of those, um, you know, people have that, where they'll just start know, eating yeah. random objects? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. State officials have temporarily closed a northern Michigan shooting range. Due to public safety concerns, the Department of Natural Resources says the North Pioneer Road shooting area will be closed to all target shooting for at least 90 days. According to the DNR, expanded target shooting activities in the area have created unsafe conditions for public land users and neighboring landowners. Additional complaints about projectiles leaving the target shooting area and unsafe conditions, including multiple calls about bullet strikes in neighboring homes, (laughs) have been received by both the DNR and the Sheriff's Department. And it backs right up to a kinder care (laughs) project. During the closure, the staff will evacuate, uh, evaluate next steps. That would eliminate the possibility of visitors target shooting from anywhere other than specified areas. They're usually a little bit more remote. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, a hungry alligator couldn't help itself and decided to snatch a little Florida boy's catch while he was fishing with his dad. And a video posted to Facebook, Sean McMahon says that he was fishing in his backyard in Palm Coast with his seven-year-old son, Dawson. Uh, the little fisherman is pulling his hardest to reel in the big bass, and his dad is there with him. The alligator rushes out of the water, grabs the fish, and even took the fishing pole with it as wow. well. Yeah. How big was the gator? I don't know. I didn't find out, and I didn't see the video. Wasn't that 15-foot just... one for the No, I don't think it was that one that <laughs> ate the other gator. Uh, no one was injured, and the alligator swam away with a full stomach of fish. And then one last story. A Tennessee woman's home security camera was rolling when a bear walked up to her front porch and stole a package, a 33-pound package that was sitting on the front porch. So it was a porch pirate. Uh, the Gatlinburg homeowner says the package had recently been delivered to the home by a FedEx driver. Oh, great. It's filled with bras. And uh, <laughs> she's not sure what attracted the bear to the box, as it only contained chemicals that she used to treat her fish pond. Uh, well. No word if the package was ever recorded uh, recovered after that. They'll take things that aren't necessarily uh, emitting a yeah, I guess so. food smell. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That is what I have. In the bizarre file for you. All right, the word that we're looking for you to enter, which you have about six minutes left on, uh, is video, V I D E O. So you want to get to that right now and text it to us or enter it via the app or WMMR.com. If you text it, make sure you text it to 45911. All right, video is the word. Lesson question, trash, music news, that stuff's coming up next. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to give something away. We're going to do a $50 gift card for Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant. Uh, but you had to have been listening to the show earlier this morning to get in on it. The question that I have for you is this. On E.T.'s home planet, what does slog mean? I'm going to rephrase this. I added it. All right. 215-263-WMMR. On E.T.'s home planet, what does slog mean? 215-263-WMMR. If you know that answer, call. While we wait for your call, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we go today, Steve. What's going on this morning? Well, former supermodel Heidi Klum has decided not to host her annual Halloween party again this year because of COVID concerns. Klum says she did not want to risk negatively affecting the health of Manhattan's most pompous people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan will be launching her own weekly podcast. Digital content provider Studio 71 will be producing the show and tweet it out if you thought you knew Lindsay Lohan then that's probably good enough. (laughs) And finally, 90-year-old William Shatner has begun prepping for his ride into space aboard Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin rocket. 
Apparently, engineers at the Bezos facility have already begun using shuttle tiles to build heat-resistant adult diapers. <laughs> that's your Hollywood track. All righty. Uh, we'll see if you know the answer to this on E.T.'s Home Planet. Uh, what is the word slog? What does the word slog mean? And I will go to Tim for that. Hey, Tim, good morning. Good morning. All right, Tim, what does slog mean on E.T.'s Home Planet? Butt sex. Butt sex. <laughs> Hang on, Tim. For you, we have a $50 gift card to Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant. And Iron Hill Brewery, by the way, they're top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers. They're now available. Everywhere craft beer is sold locally. Visit ironhillbrewery.com and click beer, the beer finder, and you can find a retailer near you. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start off with uh, Coldplay and the fact that Selena Gomez is making a guest appearance on their upcoming album. Selena Gomez is now uh, becoming uh, one of my favorites because of, she's on the uh, only, only Murders, Murders in the, the Building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, music <laughs> of the... What? It was like everyone, a three-way jinx. Yeah. Everyone in sync. Oh, we were? Yeah. yeah. And we're beautiful, yeah. man. Uh, music of the Spears is uh, the name of the album along with We Are King... Jacob Collier, and, of course, BTS. Yay! And uh, the 12-song project will be released on October 15th. Uh, In other Coldplay news, uh, the band has confirmed a week-long music residency on uh, The Late Late Show with James Corden on CBS. Uh, It will run from Monday, October 18th to Thursday, October 21st to celebrate the release of Music of the Spheres. And it will include... It will include... Uh, the television debut of Let Somebody Go with Selena Gomez, as well as special performance uh, of uh, Human Heart. Oh, seriously? What? what? So, here you go. It's it's a an emoji of oh, a yeah, heart. Oh, they're not doing that, are they? And then it says, in parentheses, pronounce Human Heart. Oh. Oh, come on. Is that a band? I guess so. Everybody's got a human heart. Or a person. I don't know. And uh, we that, are King and Jacob Collins. Are they expecting you? Is that the new way we read things now? Oh, well, you, not the way I'm doing no, it. No, man. <laughs> I ain't doing it. No, man. No. You don't even mm-hmm. go on Facebook, man. No. I no. have a Selena Gomez question. Yeah. Uh, she's great. She's really talented. Why is she the most popular person on social media ever? Like, how come? She got an early she start. There? So she happened, She has more followers than anybody else on Instagram. Right. She got in early, and she got she got very vigorous on it, and I think she's maintained that, Nick. I okay. think that's the story. I, that's a lot, almost first to the dance. She has 266 million followers on Instagram. She needs about 100 million more, and she'll have the entire country. Yeah. And I guess she got started when, when she still was really in the pop music yep. phase. And, Dating you know, Bieber. Disney and mm. Bieber. That yeah. was probably was a Bieber. It, it was too. a Bieber halo, as they call it. So, all right. Anyway, a new book that will detail every song that Corn has ever written will be released next. Is month. it called the Big Book of Corn? I think it's the Big Book of Corn. Uh, no, it's actually entitled Corn. Every album, every song, and it's written by author Matt Carp. Uh, the book will take a deep Carp dive on corn. <laughs> into the lyrics, song compositions, and stories behind every track ever penned by the band. It wow. Includes B-sides, standalone singles. Unreleased material and songs that have only fe- that have only ever featured on been featured is supposed to say on film and gaming soundtracks. Oh come on! No farts. No. 
Oh, what the up. hell happened? I didn't know. Well, I get, you know. Get the full sonata. I didn't know that that was our now our thing that we have to do every. It's got to have yeah. got to have a on the end of it. At least on the end. I was just going to the original. It's okay. like singing "Happy Birthday" without the cha cha cha. Anyway, <laughs> coming out November twenty fifth. Uh, Foo Fighters will once again be issuing a new seven inch forty five RPM single for the upcoming record store day on November twenty sixth. Uh, the single, Making a Fire, uh, and it will be, the flip side will be Chasing Birds with Preservation Hall Band. Um, by the way, you know what I never understood, Steve, when they were talking about um, 45s? Yes. And then it would say B slash W, meaning what was on the other side? That's what I thought. Any idea yeah. what B slash W means? I have no idea. Backed with, maybe? Pa- pa- yeah, maybe I that. Never, I never have known that. you got to ask... Uh, uh, somebody around here who might know that. Um, it features... Uh, How about two... Bill Weston? It might stand for yeah, Bill Weston. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, he's yeah. been in the industry for quite a while. <laughs> What's on the Bill Weston side? Love, something you're going to like? Uh, the upcoming <laughs> single is limited in 9,500 copies. <laughs> uh, the Making a Fire re-version uh, includes contributions from members of the Dap Kings, the Budos Band, uh, Auntie Ballas, and the Tedeschi Trucks Band and more. Uh, the Chasing Birds revision features appearances from Ben Jaffe, Charlie Gabriel, Clint Madigan, Walter Harris, Brandon Lewis, and Ronell Johnson. I don't know one single you person. You left out Schniff Puddlepoo. <laughs> Schniff Puddlepoo? Anyway, uh, There's a lot of names I did not know there, but okay. yes, you got it right. Backed With backed is what with. it stands for. Not the term BW, an abbreviation of Backed With, is often used in listings to indicate the B-side of a record. Hey, Bill just texted me. Yes, it means Backed With. Okay. How about that? I was Thanks. just in Bill's office, by the way. He's got a four-legged stool in there. Four! Oh. Doesn't even make sense. No. He's got an extra freaking stool. Or an extra leg. How about that? <laughs> There you go. There it is. All right. Uh, and I love this story. Ringo Starr, Max Weinberg, Stuart Copeland, Matt Cameron, Chad Smith, Iron Maidens, Nico McBrain, along with more than 100 other musicians have joined forces for a new cover version of the Beatles' Come Together to Help World End World Hunger. Uh, Rolling Stone reported the Drum Together clip was originated uh, and organized by Why Hunger. And along with Starr, Weinberg, and Cameron, it features drummers like... Jim Keltner, Steve Gadd, Cindy Blackman Santana, even 11-year-old prodigy Nandy Bushnell. Uh, while a massive coalition of percussionists, including an orchestra timpanist, uh, create the base for this epic rendition of Come Together, uh, the meticulously stitched together performance also features an array of other musicians, from guitarists and pianists to trombonists and trumpeters and vocalists. So 100, um, you said 100 drummers, right? Yeah. Uh, we're looking at the video now. It is stitched together pretty flawlessly. It says 100 musicians, so it probably oh. is drummers and, okay. and other musicians. So on top clearly of. the emphasis is on the yes. drums. Uh, so Ringo said in a statement, uh, we all can agree that no kid should be hungry and everyone should have access to nutritious food. It's a great cause that it's supported in the past and a great track, one of my favorite Beatles songs. So when Jim Keltner asked me to join all these other drummers, I was happy to. So if Keltner's behind it, that's pretty awesome. He's one of the all-time great session musicians. So d- does Ringo close it out? or uh... I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I've seen just clips of it. I'm seeing a whole bunch of notable faces. Oh, yeah. So Matt Cameron told Rolling Stone, it's incredibly rewarding to be a part of such a unique collaboration with this important clause. cause. Uh, there's nothing like the power of a good beat. And it's great to see that so many musicians across so many genres and backgrounds were able to come together uh, to support Why Hunger's mission. Other drummers include Anton Fig, Kenny Aronoff, Greg Bissonette, 
the Bengals' Debbie Peterson. Uh, Nick, bassist Nathan East. No way! Who we hung out with. Oh, that's so cool. <clears throat> when we were in Los Angeles. And Lee Sklar and many more are a part of it. I, yeah, I really don't care for Aerosmith's cover of that song, Come Together. Um, but I didn't know until recently that Soundgarden also covered it. Do you guys ever hear Soundgarden's Come Together? No. Do it's, they say Slola? <laughs> they do not say Slola. Um, but it's a more faithful version, I think, to the original. And and Chris Cornell, as you would guess, belts it out of the park. I wow. mean, it's it's really impressive. And so Matt Cameron has covered it before when he did it with Soundgarden. Nice. All right, and uh, that's all I have in music news for you this morning. Uh, although we do have a caller to go to, and I want to go to Frank. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful, Frank. To what do we owe the pleasure? Why are you calling in? Uh, because I just won 500 bucks. Shut your mouth! Frank did it. He won $500 with MMR's Money Clips. Uh, Frank, where do you hail from, sir? I'm from Oxford, Pennsylvania. Nice, man. So, uh, love the fact that you uh, did this, and how did you enter to win the the, uh, money? I uh, did both. I did the app and the uh, test. See? He covered his He's face. covering his ass like a smart man. He's That's gonna, how you uh, win. Going to be registered for the uh, $10,000 grand prize, which is a pretty sweet deal. What you doing today, Frank? I'm just hanging out at work right now. All right. Where do you well, work? Leave. If you can say it. <laughs> uh, I work for the electric company. The electric company. All right. Ah. Cool, man. Well, It's a great kid show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The electric company. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Uh, well, listen, buddy, we're going to throw you $500 just as a thank you for listening to our radio station, WMMR. We love you, and we appreciate it, man. So enjoy. Thank you. All right, you got it. There that's you go. awesome. That, listen, that's going to pick your day up no matter what you're going through. Hell yes. Uh, so next opportunity is coming up at noon, which will be along before you know it. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. Get ready for Pierre Robert's arrival ah. and more money to be given away and lots of great music. We'll be back in a moment. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. You just won yourself $500? Woohoo! yeah, you got it. No, you got it. <laughs> right, I do got it. Huh. Even hours, weekdays from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10,000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Visit Horizonservices.com. 93.3 WMMR. Thank you so much. Everything that rocks your wallet. 1040 with the Preston and Steve shows. We're about ready to wrap up the program. Good time today. No question. Gave away some money. Really happy to do that with the MMR Money Clips. Uh, we also spent some time talking to Tobias Forge. I want to yes. thank you for being on the show of uh, Ghost. He's uh, he's very slow in his responses yes. and uh, kind of takes his time and thinks about what he's saying. Uh, fascinating guy, dynamic stage performer, and uh, he's got a song out that we've been playing called Hunter's Moon. Yeah. And you can see the video. It's trippy as hell, as you would imagine. And he and the band will be at the BB&T Pavilion in Camden. Uh, February 12th, and Volbeat is going to be with him. And tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. You know, the video for Hunter's Moon was directed by the widow of Ted Demi, Jonathan Demi's no brother. No yeah, yeah. kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. And also, speaking of cool, Henry freaking Winkler Yay! was on with us, and he was just 
the best. I mean, he's just the most fun, kind, <laughs> nice guy uh, you'd ever want to have on. And he's got a kid's book out. It's uh, their, I think, 31st or 37. 37. So, again, you know, he had really bad wow. dyslexia and read his first book at 31, and now he's 37 books into his series. It's uh, amazing. The book is called Hollywood versus the Galaxy and uh it's Alien Superstar number 3 and that is out today which is cool. It's lovely having him on and they're continuing uh Barry on HBO uh and uh, another season coming which yes. is cool. Yes. And he did the fonts for us. And I want to congratulate our winner today's Tuesday Tuesday. We do have a winner that name has been drawn and it is Keegan Redfern of Wholesome PA. And uh, Keegan gets a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, you can check them out at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. If you want to see their artwork, uh, go to floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram. Just type in at floatingworldtattoos and you will find it all. So thank you guys to continue to do uh, Tattoos Day. Uh, before we find out what Pierre's got going on, Marissa told me she's got exciting news. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Well, I'm interested because she addressed me specifically with Yes. This. What's going on? I went on a pickle dive this morning. Oh, a pickle dive. All right. So uh, I posted something on Instagram. It started a conversation with a, uh, a local company called the Fishtown Pickle Project, <laughs> who was very excited. I know I tagged every pickle company I know, and one of them is this Fishtown Pickle Project. They reached out because they listen to us every morning in their pickle-making factories. So oh. They're listening to us right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they said that the um, Pickle Fest was supposed to happen but COVID happened. Okay. Oh. All right. So, so they were planning on doing it again then. Okay. But then it got deeper. Okay. It got deeper. And Let's I talked to more. I talked to uh, a friend of mine. He's a DJ over, or he's the head of entertainment over at Xfinity Live. His name is Jay Roy. He is involved in the Pickle Fest. Okay. And it has been rebranded. Uh, the Big Deal. The Big Deal. The Big Deal. The Big Deal. The world's largest pickle party. Mm-hmm. And, and when is this? Working on a date for Philadelphia next oh. year. I'm happy to hear that. So it looks like Xfinity Live next year. There will be the world's largest pickle party, and they want you to be part of it. I'd like to be a part of it. You should be the Grand Marshal. I'm glad you added that. Grand Marshal? You need to come come in on the pickle mobile. I'll wear a grand pickle. Right? I'll wear a a pickle freaking outfit of some type. Absolutely. Oscar uh, Meyer Wiener Mobile, yeah, yeah but with a green, but as a pickle, yes, I agree. We'll do something. We'll, we'll come up with something. Casey's trying to think of a clever name. Uh, the Vlasic Classic. Oh, that could be good. It's a brand name, but yeah, yeah sure, I do right. like that yeah. though. Uh, so good. Yes, I'm. I'm a huge fan of of all things pickle. So yes. I'm stoked about that. Thank so, you, Marissa. Something that to look forward exciting. to. Yes, Yay, that is exciting news. Yay, pickles. Do you like uh, pickles and olives and pickled products? I do, and I'm very pickled. Excellent. You are very pickled. Right now, yes. this very moment? Yeah. At this moment. That means flask drunk, of the right? car. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it does. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah pickled means you're pickled, soused. Man. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. No, okay. not, not that tall. Just cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hot. <laughs> I'm not just drunk. I'm hot. Dude, I'm high on life. That's, uh, that's a beautiful say. thing, being high on life. Dude, it's beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. How you doing? Are you flowing with my waves? I am. I'm in your aura. <laughs> I'm in all of that. Thank you. Nice. That's all I ask. Uh, shall we do the letter? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... A is in Apple. All right. And we will give away 300 bucks, and that's courtesy of... Baxter. <laughs> oh. 
the bag, sir. A dumpster, yeah. a dumpster in a bag. <laughs> it's perfect for <laughs> all home improvement cleanups. Just pick one up today at any of your local home improvement stores. Buy, fill, gone. So we'll give away that money on Friday. Uh, what's up, man? What's up today? Well, we've got a good program. Uh, as usual, the money uh, at 12 and at 2, the... Um, uh, the money thing. What, what do we call it? Money thing. Like money clips. Money clips. Yeah, we got it. We've only been doing it for years now. But the bird changed... is the word is what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Well, we changed the. It's the same contest. We it just tried to come is. up with a different. It, last yeah. time it was. Oh, fresh... Everybody's here. <laughs> the bird. That's right. Um, so we've got that. And if you, you know, hear uh, the word being called at noon or two or any time, four uh, and six with Jackson, 8 p.m. with Jackie. You want to answer your phone for that first 45 minutes exactly. afterwards. You might win tickets to see Billy Idol at Temple University. You might. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, it could be Bartholomew Beasley <laughs> on the line. Uh, Bart? Yeah, Bart Beasley himself, as opposed to Betty Lou Beasley, who sometimes calls, too. There's a lot of Beasleys in right. the family. And they all have names that begin with B. Mm. So you just want to keep your ear open for the phone. It's not going to be a car warranty person. Well, it could be. But <laughs> it uh, it also could be Bart or Betty. Uh, Bats. Or Bass. Beatrice. Or Brendan. Yeah. Um, Beatrice yeah. is a very nice lady. Mm. At any rate, be on the lookout for that. That's 12 and uh, 2. We've got workforce blocks of ACDC, uh, Bon Jovi, and the Scorpions. And we will have tickets for STP to give away November 6th in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock. That's very cool. Yeah. Excellent. That's going to be action-packed. I would like to thank our sponsors. Our Preston and Steve show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Also, Acme. Uh, download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And Wilmington University. Ready to make a move? Wilm U works online or in person. And you can learn more at wilmu.edu. Tomorrow, it's going to be an action-packed show as well for us. Uh, Wednesday, so Fox Good Day, uh, Secret Text Word. We're also going to have actor John Lithgow on the show. Freaking John Lithgow. I don't think we've ever spoken to him before. No, we've admired from afar. Very much so. And a very talented musician in prog rock, Mr. Rick Wakeman, Uh who's actually a really funny guy. He is. Yeah, I saw at there when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was hilarious. Had no idea. We thought he was a pretty serious guy. So we'll spend some time. Straight up legend. Talking to Rick Wakeman of Yes. So uh, those things and more. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Glowing lights, fresh cut trees. Find all the holiday happenings at Lowe's Winterfest. With savings on select appliance special values, plus free local delivery over $396. And $20 savings on a Craftsman 20-volt max drill kit. Was $79, now $59. Make more holiday at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, valid through 12-8. Appliance offer restrictions and other fees may apply. See store for details, U.S. only.